you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Archie and his boys, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Well, Eric, here we are. Where are we right now? Your, your back porch. Mm-hmm. We are together, socially distanced, but for a game of this magnitude and for a celebration of this magnitude, we felt like we had to be together in a parallel way to how we started. And for those of you who have been following us from the beginning and those of you who may not know the history, two years ago, almost to the day, we started this podcast, Hoosier Hysterics, because Ward had an, a crazy idea. We started it recording it in Ward's garage while we watched an Indiana game. We watched an Indiana game, then we came at halftime and recorded, mm-hmm. then came back at the end, and we were angry. Yep. That was not great. It was not a great start, but that was two years ago, and here we are two years later, not in Ward's garage, but in my backyard, Decided to do it while we watch an Indiana game. This is Ward's idea. So why don't you tell people what we're going to do here for this podcast? So the plan is to chain smoke cigars yes. while we watch the Hoosiers kick some fryer ass. Now, that's fun for you and I. Uh, for the listener to listen to, not that fun. Not that So fun. how do we make it fun? I had... I had the nominal idea of saying, well, maybe at halftime we bring in a special guest. And I went to bed thinking you were going to get a special guest to join us at halftime. And I woke up later than I would care to admit to see a laundry list of potential guests you'd already reach out to and realizing that I needed to pound some coffee and bring my A game because you got us some legends and some real characters to talk to today. We got some All-Americans. We got some Big Ten Players of the Year. We got guys with memorable, legendary performances in Final Four games. We got it all. And we got the maybe the best shooter who ever played at Indiana. One of, top three at least. And what we're going to do is we're going to get them on throughout the game, hopefully pregame, hopefully throughout the game at halftime, and then maybe at the end of the game. 
and we're going to work in our reactions to watching the game. We're just going to let the mic roll and see what happens. Uh, let's hope it's good. Right. Let's hope it's a good reaction and not us just breaking things at my house. Good or bad, that will be a best of. We will go through and select the choice cuts of reaction uh, so you don't have to just sit there and listen to us drone on for 40 minutes of, of basketball. Let's uh, really hope we win. Because if we lose, who the hell wants to relive losing through our insanity? That's a very good point. I think there could be entertainment value, maybe even more, and how upset we get, but still not something I would want to listen to. No. The only way you could potentially listen to a rehashing of a loss is if you yourself were powered by... My throat started hurting. Why? Could it be the multiple cigars you've smoked? By the way, Eric breaking the pig siren call was to take a puff of his cigar. Yeah, I figured I could break the sanctity of the siren call for a cigar puff. It's not a victory cigar yet. By the way, you do have some spittle in your beard after that coughing. It is rough. All right. So that said, listen, we won't focus on the Board of Trustees campaign, which is going very well. We think we will have some official news about the ballot within the week. Feel very good about that. We'll keep you updated with all the crucial components. We will. But now the season starts. It's the thing. It's the thing we we live for, we die for, we go crazy for, and it is here. Tennessee Tech was a glorified exhibition game. This is real. It's on a neutral site. It is against a Power 5 school. A comparable school, if you believe the preseason rankings, because they, too, I believe, has gotten some AP votes. Yeah. They're, they haven't cracked the rankings, but they're with us waiting in the wings. No, this is a good test. Hysterics. Joining us live, a New York goon. One of the <laughs> first New York goon to ever appear on the Hoosier Hysterics podcast, Michael LeBret. How are you, sir? I just want to wish you guys the happiest anniversary one can possibly wish you. What what a journey it has been, my friends. What a journey it has been. Looking at the palm trees in the background, I'm sitting here in my garage with a space heater in the pouring rain, smoking a cigar while my wife yells at me to go, you know, help put the kids to bed. And I couldn't be happier. Couldn't yeah, that, be happier. exactly. You couldn't <laughs> be happier because that, what you just described, is what every Indiana fan should be doing. Neglecting homework, neglecting their family, and focusing on what is truly important in this holiday season, which is Indiana basketball. That's absolutely right. Indiana basketball, Indiana football, the only thing that matters. And to quote, to quote the other great goon, Stephen Cliff, it's a big game this week. It's a big game. Our wives don't understand that it's always a big game. Yes. It's always a big game. Oh, every Dude, game is big. And every game is bigger than the one before it. Their rebuttal is always saying it's always a big game. Yes, that's exactly right. That's yeah, exactly now you're getting it. It's always a big game. It's only taken you, you know, 16 years to learn. 16 years. 17 years. 
Well, Mike, it's good people like you that give us the reason to still be doing this because I mean, we'd be doing it without Mike LeBrett. I mean, let's be honest. I I don't, I don't think I would. No, you would lose the will. If flat Mike hadn't strolled into the bluebird with real life, Steve and cliff, I'm not sure I would have kept going. All right. That's how I rationalize not being at home, helping my children with their schoolwork right now, because it's a responsibility to good folks like you. Uh, it's reciprocal, right? We, we all give each other an excuse to make this a priority. We have a community we're responsible to. Flat, flat Mike makes a way better first impression than 3D Mike. <laughs> and just to recap everybody, if you don't know who Flat Mike is, at our event a little over a year ago, the New York goons who we did not know at the time, represented by Cliff Moskowitz and Steve Dodato, showed up at a bar on the Friday night before the big event found us and in tow with them was a cutout of Mike LeBrett, the third goon, third of four goons who could not make that trip. So they've decided to print out a miniature standing cardboard cutout, a cardboard cutout of Mike that became known as Flat Mike who experienced that weekend with all of us. And that is where the relationship between the hysterics and the goons began. That is where it started to flourish. And here we are a full year later, celebrating our two-year anniversary on the podcast. And we have another flat mic on a two-dimensional screen right now, but at least talking and interacting with us. Flat mic is the only goon that's in a picture with Bob Knight. Fact. Wow. That is, <laughs> that is something. That is, that's incredible. And wasn't that due to the great Brian Evans? The, the timeless Brian Evans. Well, Mike LeBrett, you just gave us our perfect segue into the first special guest besides you on the two-year anniversary special as we are going to welcome Brian Evans to kick our <laughs> pregame coverage off. So, Mr. LeBrett, thank you for the segue. Thank you for your support and friendship. Go Hoosiers. Joining us as our first guest on this one-of-a-kind two-year celebration of our anniversary, we have one of our favorite guests, former Big Ten Player of the Year, Brian Evans. How are you, sir? Guys, I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. We miss you. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, and that, didn't, that didn't sound full-throated. That, we don't know if we buy that. I'm a truth teller, guys. All right, so give us some truth. What are you seeing about this Indiana program? Did you watch the first game of the year? I did. I did. Tell us what you saw. Tell us what we need to be looking for. I saw us play against, a, I think, the, the worst shooting team I've ever seen take the floor in Assembly Hall. I don't know. <laughs> who, that was some of the worst shooting I've ever seen in my life. Well, wait, um, Brian, I, I hate to argue with our guest right off the bat. Right. But the worst shooting team that's graced the floor of Assembly Hall is the Indiana Hoosiers for the last three years. Wow. Well said. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, you're right. That team was awful. Did you see anything good from Indiana that got you excited about the future? Absolutely. I know we're going to be talking about some of the same people. I mean, I, there's been some hype to this recruiting class uh, for good reason and um, I had not seen anyone. I, I think I told you guys last time we talked, 
I don't spend a lot of time with the recruits and knowing who's who. Um, I, I was from, vaguely familiar with the names, right? So Mr. Basketball from Bloomington South, if you pressed me right now to tell you his, Leal, okay, I, I barely know their name. And that's on purpose, but I really, but I, but I'm not going to miss tuning in to watch them. I, I just, um, I was looking forward to that first game. Um, I, I thought it was impressive. You know, I know we weren't playing a great team, but this is a young core of guys. You know, we've got, we've got an interesting mix of veteran leadership, guys like Durham that have been on the floor a lot over the last few years. Um, certain, certainly, uh, Jackson Davis is, you know, he's going to add some polish to his game. I mean, he's added some athleticism, I hope. Um, but, yeah, this young group of guys, I mean, this is probably the biggest, strongest recruiting class since the one way, way back when uh, with Calvert and all those guys. I mean, this is, you know, to have four or five guys, um, pretty impressive. I, I love the fact that he got them all on the court. Uh, Galloway really surprised me. It was not really a name. I, I remember, I, I think I met his father. He was the coach at Carmel, I believe. Yeah. Carmel High School way back, uh, like with Josh McRoberts playing there. And he impressed me an awful lot. I mean, it's easy to see the stat sheet and, and, and say that like everybody else. But, I, you know, he kind of reminded me of an old teammate of mine, Pat Graham, you know, just a, mm. a, a good sized guard with, you know, still decent athleticism and some strength. Um, you could see the basketball IQ, you know, if you said, Hey, pick out the coach's son, I would have picked out him. So, um, Mark obviously did a great job with him, but I think there was a lot to be excited about. Well, what did you see from the five-star point guard, Christian Lander? Obviously he came right in, drilled his very first shot as an Indiana Hoosier. Um, but he's supposed to have so much more talent than the vast majority of the people around him. Was that evident to you? No, I mean, again, this kid was, correct me if I'm wrong, was supposed to be a senior in high school. So I, I can't even imagine that jump. You know, I, I know that wasn't a great, that wasn't a Big Ten team we were playing against, but that's a huge jump. Um, you know, just to come in and knock down that first shot, I, I, everything is different, right? I mean, there's nobody in Assembly Hall. The, the whole thing is bizarre. He's yeah. a high school, you couldn't skip your high school, you couldn't skip your senior year back in the day. I can't imagine what that's like. Um, but you could, you could tell by watching him go up and down the court. He's not, he's not overwhelmed by, you know, his situation. I wouldn't be surprised the next few games if we didn't see a, you know, an outburst and a, you know, a 15 to 20 point game by him. Uh, you had to like the lefty stroke. I mean, come on, that's reminiscent of some other lefties who have popped some threes in assembly hall. Well, he's got a little ways to go. He needs to polish that jumper a little bit more. It's it, he, it's a that, that's a high school jumper. He's going to get better. He's going to get way better. No, I, I was I was impressed. What did you see in that shot that what makes it a high school jumper as opposed to a Brian Evans All American lefty? <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. Let's that's talk right. about let's talk about Calbert's jumper. That that lefty, that smooth lefty jumper. Um, He's not there, and he shouldn't be there. He's supposed to be in high school in Evansville. Listen, I was really impressed uh, just to come off the bench, and you got to feel the jitters to knock in his first shot was a big deal. I'm, I'm certain the kid's going to have uh, – he's going to have big games this year. There, there's just no doubt. You could just tell by the way he goes up and down the court. He, he feels like he, you know, he belongs out there, and, and I'm sure he does. Did you see anything overall in the – We've heard a lot in the offseason about the revamped offense, that there's more movement, there's more ball screening, 
Did you see anything in the first game that led you to believe that this offense is different than we've seen the last three years? Well, first off, I don't believe any of that stuff that I hear because it's, I mean, you, you better say that, you know, if you didn't have a great year, you, you got to say it. And then right, that's one thing, but I'm, I'm more interested in, in how it plays out over time. I, you, you guys saw that game, that team, we should have beat them by 70. Yeah, and I agree. We, we did. We didn't beat them by 70. Um, for the most part, we got the shot we wanted. We didn't shoot it all that great. Um, I, you know what? I, we got t- today. I mean, let's see what happens today. I mean, because this is going to be a Big East style team. Um, this will be a more, you know, a physical team. It sounds like Archie's worried about uh, rebounding from what I've read. Yeah. Um, and maybe for good reason. I know he was talking about Galloway needing to become a, a rebounder. As he had six, five, and the way the game's played now, um, you got to be able to rebound at that small forward, even big guard position. I, I'm excited to see him play somebody. That's just I, I can't count that game. There just there's no that was against the just a I don't know I don't even want to say Division Two. That wouldn't be fair to Division Two teams. <laughs> <laughs> let Let me ask you this question: What do you think was more impressive, the guards, uh, the freshmen that impressed you, or the fact that we are still doing this podcast two years after starting it? What's more impressive? I don't like the questions. Can you reload that? It's slightly different. That's not a great question. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me rephrase it. Are you shocked that we are still doing this podcast two years later? Not at all. You guys have nothing else to do. You love Indiana basketball. <laughs> I, I am not surprised by that. And that was a way better question, way easier to answer. The first one was a little bit of a riddle. Uh, no, you guys, you guys love IU hoops. And I tell you what, nobody – I like the hype you guys bring to it. I, and I love the fact that you've gotten on, you know, gotten on the phone with all these different guys. And um, I, I got a, a catalog of these things to listen to. I love the way you guys go about your job or your business. And, you know, there's all these former players. I think I even helped you link up with a few of them that I, I haven't had time to go and listen to the podcast. So I'm excited about that. You guys are creating a, quite the library. Well, thank you. Hey, do this for me, you guys. And, and you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings because I'm sure they're not listening to you. Um, <laughs> take, take me out of it, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me, each of you guys, give me your top three guys, like your top three interviews that you just, you enjoyed the most. Maybe it's because you were a huge fan of that player or somebody that surprisingly, you know, gave a good interview. Like who were each of you guys' top three? You this got. is a fool's error. It is. It I, is. I, like the answer is the, the last three people we talk to pretty much. We come out of each one of these all fired up. So you go ahead. If you all want right, to don't be a, hey, guys, guys, don't be a politician. Come on. Give I'll it do to it. Me. I'm going to give it up. to you. Eric is I'm a politician. Now. I, that's right. You know, I'm running for the board of trustees. We can count on your vote, right? Absolutely. Yes. 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 Um, all right. So technically, Coach Robert Montgomery Knight was on our podcast, so he gets number one. Fair enough. Okay? okay. He's number one. I'm going to say Sharon Wilkerson. I loved that podcast because we learned so much more about a guy that we knew, that we thought we knew, and we were totally wrong about him. So I'm going to say him. And then, oh, boy, I'm going uh, to go with Calvert. I mean, it's Calvert Cheney. It's Calvert Cheney. Like, we got to talk to Calvert Cheney twice. 
We talked to him about his IU career and what led up to it. And then we got to talk to him about his NBA career and coaching career. So yeah, that I'll, I'll go. Those three are what stand out to me, by the way, all three much better than the Brian Evans podcast. Fair much. enough. Fair enough. Hey, if you get, if uh, Calvert knows, I love him. Uh, I, I'm, he's my favorite player that ever played there. Okay. And he knows that we were texting just the other day. I know he's not listening. Um, <laughs> so I can tell you that he's a boring interview. Go ahead, Ward. <laughs> you're just starstruck. You're just starstruck, Eric. Hey, you, said, you, you said if we were just a fan of somebody, yeah. you said I could do that. You set me up for it. Okay. okay. First, before I attempt to do mine, how excited are you that Calvert's moving to Indy? Oh, I'm excited. He's great. I mean, I'll, he and I will catch up and I'll, I'll end up seeing him more. But just classic Calvert form. I was, uh, we were texting back and forth just a couple weeks ago. Um, he was checking in on me and family stuff. And then uh, the next day, someone says to me, Hey, can you believe Calvert's coming back to the Pacers as a coach? And I just, I was scratching my head. I had to text him. I'm like, hey, Cal, do you think maybe that's something you could have told me yesterday? When we <laughs> it's classic. He's just, that's not his style. He didn't even tell me. Obviously, he's already negotiated the contract. He's accepted the job. He's going to be moving back. He doesn't even tell me. <laughs> guess well, yeah, he must really want to see you when he gets back. I guess. I All guess. Right. Well, okay. So um, I'm going to – I have to throw in Calvert because, like yourself, he's my all-time guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just the, the, the boyhood dream coming true. Uh, then I'm going to go way back because something about it felt so mystical and important with Slick Leonard. Mm, nice. Was mm. That it's just an era that has – virtually never been touched in in our lifetimes certainly not on our podcast be able to connect all the way back to you know the second championship team and the guy who was feeding the balls to Don Schlunt it just it, it, it was really important I think to me to start to feel the the entirety of the legacy and then along those lines despite this man not really partnering up with the best people in business, Steve Green, yeah. <laughs> for his uh, just incredible uh, 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 humor and storytelling ability. But again, he grew up, he knew Everett Dean. He knew Branch McCracken. And then he plays for Coach Knight. That it's, it's those, those podcasts are the ones that make this whole experience that is Indiana basketball just feel like okay this is why my grandmother passed this on to my father who passed it on to me and I'm passing it on to my kids so so how's that is that okay wow well that was fantastic I appreciate you I mean that is that almost gave me goosebumps your answer is so much better than Eric's just such a <laughs> generic just such a generic I love number 40 answer I mean that's just not <laughs> Yours was so good, Ward. Thank you. You're welcome, Brian. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, listen, what's going to happen in today's game? Are we going to beat Providence? I know nothing about Providence. That doesn't all. matter. When did facts matter? We don't need facts. We need feelings. Well, I mean, you just asked me. That's my answer. I don't know if we're going to beat them. I, you guys are the ones that just you worry about. That. I'm not worried about it. Like, if we don't beat them, I'm going to be okay. Mm. Um, 
it'll give you guys more to talk about. I, I hope I, I just hope that the ball gets moved and yeah. the yeah. offense looks good. So you guys don't freak out so early in the season. <laughs> All right. Listen, before we let you go, I mean, this has been just eye opening as you've insulted me for, for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> um, tell the world about what you are doing with Greeno right now. It's a new business. It launched not that many months ago, but give us a quick plug. Sure. So the company's called Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic. Uh, we're treating people with sleep apnea and people that are chronic snores with a custom, like a custom-made airway management device, which is the equivalent of a, um, if, you, if anyone's familiar with Invisalign, like an upper and lower retainer tray that keeps your airway open. So uh, we prevent snoring and treat sleep apnea. Uh, Steve's been, Steve's actually as a, as a retired dentist had been practicing for the last 12 to 14 years. And really we've taken what he's doing and just turned it to more of a retail operation. It's going great. Well, clearly you targeted the right audience with Indiana university fans because we haven't slept well for 20 years. <laughs> you had that one loaded. You had that <laughs> I one was loaded. ready that to was go. That Look, was good. And by the way, it's not you letting me go. It's me letting you guys go here in a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh-uh. It's our show. We decide when we hang up. That's how it works. Listen. You guys can search all you want. You can keep looking. I'll, I'll actually help you find other people to talk to, but I'm still going to be number one when yeah. it's all said and done. Sure. If, 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 if the ranking is top podcast episodes with people whose last names are Evans, you are number one. Oh gosh, Ward, help me out, man! Come on, that—that's oh, watery. That's watery. I, I'm better than that. I I checked out as soon as you started plugging your your new product. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you know, hey guys, I'll get off here so you can call Calbert. <laughs> the second guest on our extravaganza two year anniversary show is none <laughs> other than Bloomington's own superstar NBA veteran leader of our team to a chip the last time we were in a championship game all american jared jeffrey <laughs> how you doing doing good but how you guys doing dude we're nervous as hell for this game should we be nervous for this game yeah i think so man i don't know if everybody had a chance to watch kentucky yesterday but i think that um just with the no fans the amount of games they have back to back lack of preparation I think that all the COVID testing is in the back of your mind. I think that it'll be probably 20 games into this year if they make it that far before you find kind of a solid rhythm for your team. Oh, that's interesting. Did you watch the first game of the year, the IU's first game? I did, you know, and like, I mean, if they can find any kind of shooting, and that's what that story's been. It's really weird being in Indiana, being a basketball shooting state. They gave some wild stat that, like, over the last three years, like, Indiana had, like, the lowest three-point shooting percentage in the country or in the Big Ten. That's That kills you, man. You know, Indiana – Isn't that the way the game's going? Every It's all going to the low post and yeah. like, real de-emphasis <laughs> on three-point shooting, right? I mean, you would, but you would think in Indiana you could go find, you know, a couple kids that just don't miss from outside, you know? I know. What is going on? Why can't they? Can't you pop out a couple kids and make them grow faster so we can get I them mean, in? I'm trying. Like I said, I'll, but I mean, you go to any gym in that state and there's 10 kids that all they can do is knock down shots. And you would think that, you know, with the talent that they're able to get, um, you know, with Davis. Um, Lander. With, 
and a couple other players they get that they that they can just go get guys that can give them space and just knock down shots for them. But it, it's weird. They just have a hard time getting them. We, we have heard this from a few different people now that they say in college basketball today, you really need to have three pros on your team to compete at the highest levels. You know, maybe you can have two as long as you have like an older team that really has gelled together. But yeah. three seems to be the number. When you look at Indiana, do you see three pros on the team? I see two for sure. Um, you know, possibly if you, you know, there's always an outlier. But I think I think that when people talk about you got to have three pros, I don't know, man, because Villanova, Virginia, you know, even though their guys go pro, they go pro more so off the success of the roster, success of the team. They don't just have these surefire pros that no matter what, these guys are locked in and they're going to be a pro. You know, they're guys that go to school four years, three years, and develop into good players. So when you talk, though, to circle back about 20 games in, if we get that far, to see what you really got, would you say then up at least to that point, the season's really going to favor teams that have played together as a group prior, like have some some experience, some depth as a team already? Yes. I mean, you look at, like I said, I keep going back. Um, yesterday, you look at the, the Houstons of the world. You know, Houston goes and beats Texas Tech. A team, you know, they lost Nate Hinton, but, you know, Kevin Sanchez done a great job of recruiting and he keeps his guys together there. What are you doing? Well, why, why, why are you complimenting Kelvin Sanchez? We don't have to name names here. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you just trying to upset us before this game? Hey, man, the guy's a good coach. He's a rule breaker, but he's a good coach. You got to give him credit. <laughs> Uh, by the way, by the way, if you ask me right now if I would trade rule breaking for games one, I think I would break every damn rule that exists. It's like my dad always said: "It's only cheating if you get caught." So I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the amount of college programs that you know cheat is uh, yeah. obviously thought is unheralded. I'm, I'm still still amazes me that some of the coaches that were caught on video recording talking about just pay the player are still able to coach their university right now and nothing's been done to them. It's really no. wild. <laughs> Here's my question to you. We know from talking to you, getting to know you a little bit and talking to former teammates of yours, that there's one thing besides being an unbelievable leader and player that Jared Jeffries was known for is that Jared Jeffries likes to party. Hell yeah. Yes, I what do. What the hell has COVID been like for you? I mean, this is seven <laughs> months of lockdown. What is going on in your life? Um, I mean... Thank God I got two kids, man. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't have two of the most amazing kids in the world, I'd probably be in Mexico right now. Just chalk this thing up, man, and open a tiki bar and be a charter boat captain. I wouldn't even. <laughs> I feel like if you didn't have two kids, you've already had COVID four times. <laughs> I would, I would have been, I'd have been the case study for COVID. That'd have been like, <laughs> can you get it more than once? Yes, you can get it four times. And this person lived from it. Yes, live from it every single time. What was? <laughs> Jameson I mean it just, it just <laughs> <laughs> you know what man and that's the and that's the part man I have so many friends that are in hospitality and nightlife mm -hmm. I mean really good friends people that I've got to know over 20 years man of you know I travel to New York travel to Vegas travel to Toronto the impact that it's having especially in this country because we essentially be just became hospitality and nightlife providers that's all we are 
we got rid of factories. We did all this. We created these cities, Miami, LA, um, New York, Vegas. We created these cities that are based off hospitality. And you had people that were making two, three, $400,000 a year in that business. And you just took that away from them. And it's a business that you don't know if it will ever come back. I mean, I feel bad for, for a lot of my friends, man, because they put 20 years into this thing and had just moved up to like senior VP level where they were just going to have a team of guys to go out and provide this. Now, like everyone's getting laid off. Yeah, it is sad. What what are you doing over the last few months to keep you busy and what's on the horizon? Um, I mean, I'm going to get back into basketball um, in some capacity. Um, I was doing consulting work for a couple of different companies. And it's cool. It's cool working for yourself, but it's also very, very boring. Um, you know, there, there is something to be said about going into an office, arguing with a group of people about, you know, who the best player is you saw, <laughs> arguing about game tape. There is something about it. I mean, I've done it my whole life. You know, I've, I've always, you sit around and when you like sports, I mean, me and my little brother were just arguing um, about Penix. You know, hopefully he ha- has a good recovery. Yeah. We were saying, yeah. we argued forever if he was going to go pro. I have no idea. I haven't seen my, on any draft pro boards. I said he'll be back next year. And, but, like, I love being able to argue with people about sports because it's been part of my life for so long. You're on the right show. What do you want to argue about? <laughs> <laughs> I want to argue that Indiana should have did should have did what Florida State did when they were playing Clemson. They should have faked the COVID test, and they should have missed the Ohio State game. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. I'm with you. And, by the way, Michigan, I, I saw that they paused activities right now. They're missing. They're they're doing it the wrong way. They got to wait one week and do it when they play Ohio State. Like that's how Michigan beats Ohio State. Yeah, Harbaugh's 0 for 800 against Ohio State. Why would he ever play them? Right, exactly. No contest if he has COVID this year. That's what. At least he can say he did not lose to Ohio State this year. Like that's (laughs) all right. One question. Tip off is coming on soon. I have a question for you though. In all seriousness, and we can get an argument. Yeah. We've seen three years of Archie Miller. Year three got cut short, but we saw the majority of it. I yep. think we can all agree that the three years of Archie so far has not been anywhere near what any of us want as Indiana fans. Yeah. Will we know this year whether or not Archie Miller is the guy? Is year four it? Uh, no. I, I just think this year is so funky, man. It's so weird. I see all of these college football programs, even NFL programs, firing their coaches midseason. Unless my coach has done something so tumultuous to my program to be detrimental to me long term, I think one of the hardest things you can do, especially in the middle of this pandemic, is make a coaching front office change right now. Because just even interviewing the guy, bringing him in, hiring his staff, recruiting is going to be really weird this year with every senior being able to come back for another year. I don't, I think that there are too many variables for you to make, unless, you know, he does something to put your program at risk for the next five years. Right. You keep that guy in place, man. And you say, you sign this contract. And because a lot of coaches, what they'll do is they'll force you to sign extensions because they don't want to go into the last year. Yeah. Without a contract. No, man, you sign this contract and you're going to, and you're going to write it out. And if I see you doing anything below the standard of a coach, I'm just going to find you and get some of my money back. All right. Fair well, enough. There we go. Enough. Are we going to win today? Yeah, I think so. I think, All right. Uh, I like that. I like yeah. that. We need it. I think that right now, too, you go best player for best player. Um, you know, Davis should be and is the best player on the court. 
So yeah. him being the best player on the court makes a big difference. What'd you see from uh, the freshman that you liked against Tennessee Tech? Which one? Uh, well, let's just go with Galloway and or Lander. I think, Land I think Lander is one of the biggest keys to Archie keeping his job. I really do, man. That kid has to work out. NBA executives swear by him. He reclassified. He was the best player in the class. So essentially, you got the best player from two classes from your state. The last player that went there with the same kind of hype was Romeo Langford, who didn't, you know, achieve the level that he should have, whether it be injury or whatever. Landers is the key. If Landers plays well, you can start recruiting the state again, you know, because you can point to him as a standout player from the state. So I think that you have to get him more touches go back to his high school tape. Where does he want the ball? How does he score the best? And that's one thing that Coach Davis did with me is Coach Davis with me put me in positions to be successful because he saw where I played and how I could play the best. That's why I was successful. And um, letting me do the same thing. Galloway, I thought was really good. Um, I thought was aggressive, shot the ball with confidence. And that's what I want to see more and more. I want to see these guys shoot the three ball with confidence. And when they miss a couple of them, you know, don't let their butthole get tight and not shoot the next one. You know what I mean? Like, like don't look, don't look over at the bench. Don't worry about Archie. Don't worry about you watch other players across the country right now. Steph Curry revolutionized basketball to where you keep shooting open threes with confidence. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if this matters, but my butthole gets tight every time I see Indiana shoot a three. (laughs) I mean, real tight, real tight. I mean, anything outside of 10 feet for me. Yeah, I mean, it just goes. I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think it is? Do you think it's just style? Because these guys could these guys could all shoot in high school. They were really good shooters in high school. I don't know. I, I mean, th- none of them really came in as, like, recruits being like, this guy can fill it up from outside. It was like, okay, decent shooters, but certainly no specialists. And last year, I think we saw plenty of open shots. They just didn't. Yeah. And then when you combine that with like the free throws aren't even really falling, it's it's really tough to put the finger on, except to your point, like let's just get a couple of guys who maybe they don't quite have the length or athleticism for what you want to do on defense, but at least they can spread you out on the other end. Yeah, I agree. I mean, go back to my team. I mean, we weren't, I mean, I, I think we probably had three guys that couldn't dunk. I mean, Coverdale, Hornsby, and Fife. Like, right. But they made shots, you know, especially Coverdale and Hornsby, you know, like you just to your point, they were specialists. You know, they, 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 when they, when they got an open look, they put the ball in the basket. And I think that that's so important. I also think, and I don't know if this, if this is not a tangible thing that you can look up, but your team, especially, you know, obviously your sophomore year. Yeah. You guys played so loose. You yeah. just, it looked like you were having fun on the court. You had a good group of personalities too. I think yeah. we saw that a little bit with Oladipo's sophomore year when we beat Kentucky with the watch shot. I don't think we saw it his junior year when we lost to Syracuse. Yeah. I don't think we've had a team that plays loose. These first three years of Archie, they just don't seem like they're having that much fun. And I'm hoping with this influx of talent this year and these young guys that look like they have real personalities, Trace looks like he has fun out there. I just want to yeah. see us play loose. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that, man. I think um, whenever you know that you're a good team and you're overachieving, I think that it's a whole lot more fun. Whenever you start having the pressure of 
you know, you should be a top 10 team. You should win the Big Ten. It takes a special group to play under that kind of pressure. And I think so many of the coaches here, they, you know, Crean his last couple of years, Archie right now, they want to flip a switch and their guys be able to play at a high level. And I don't think that's viable. It takes time. It takes personalities. It takes a special group of guys to be able to play loose and have fun and still have confidence knowing that they're going to win a basketball game. Well, uh, sort of where I'm putting a lot of my hope for the season and see if you think this is valid is it looks like it. And we've heard from people in and around the program that more than any other team that Archie has had, these guys really like each other. Is that something that can yield real results on the court? Yeah. It's one of those things that if you like each other, when you, when you swing the ball to that person and they miss two shots in a row, you go over to your teammate and you say, hey, man, make that next one, man, or you got this, or you can do that. Necessarily, when you're not a big fan of that person, they miss two in a row and you go to swing the ball and you see it's them, you throw it the other side or you take a bad shot. So I do agree with that. You know, I go back to some of the teams that I played on. You don't even necessarily have to like each other. Just respect one another on the court. You know what I mean? Like when you're on the court, respect one another. Off the court, respect one another. You don't have to, like, you know, me and Dane weren't best friends. Me and him been hanging out all the time. But I respected the hard work that Dane put in. As a player, I respected the defense that he played. He could make a shot. And I wanted Dane on the court with me. So I think that, you know, and I knew Dane for two years before I got there. So I think that me, me growing up in Bloomington, being around those guys, we all knew each other. We hung out. So that part of it is so important. I do agree with you guys. All right, before we let you go, because the game is about a minute away from tip-off, yep. drinking contest, drinking contest, you versus Coverdale. Who wins? Coverdale had a lot of a lot of LBs since um, <laughs> since I, <laughs> he might have me now. Like, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been able to stay around my around my playing weight. He had a, had a lot of LBs. He might have, like, a wooden leg now. So <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to see him. I'd have to see him, you know, at least in a training session before I, before I jumped out there. Something really cool that you guys have to watch that I watched yesterday. It's it's called the beer mile. Okay. And you have, you have to drink a beer for every lap. Okay. Okay. And I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but <laughs> the guy, the guy ran it in like 30 seconds under the world record for the mile. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it. It's amazing. Okay. So drink a beer, run um an 800, another yeah. beer. Another 800, and this guy is flying. I mean, they have a rabbit out there to keep to keep pace for like whatever mile thing, and this guy is crushing the rabbit, drinking the beer, and the rabbit will run past him, and he catches the guy again. One of the coolest things you'll watch. It's called the beer mile. Got to show. All right, we're gonna do that. Maybe we'll do a Hoosier Hysterics beer mile competition with some of our former guests at some point. Oh, it'd be awesome. We can even get like some Indiana alumni, some of like those eighty-year-old guys you brought to the last thing, and like they can yeah. do it like on the walkers. It'd be great. Like. I just, <laughs> All right, man. Game's about to tip off. You're the man. Thank you so much, Jared. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Turnover. Armand passed to Trace turnover. Great. Took us a minute 19. That's better than last game. Yeah, I think we had three by this point mm-hmm. in the last game. What's the point of the mask? Archie's got the mask around his chin. That's, What's the point? That, that's the chin diaper. The chin diaper is on. Oh, he's going to put it on now for six seconds. Yes. Good shot. Good shot. I mean, I'm telling you, butthole got puckered. My butthole was tight. <laughs> oh, we're going backwards again. There you go. Armand for three. Yes! Yes! Oh. yes! Come on, guys. Great start. 
you never know when Bill Walton says something if it's actually accurate. I wonder how much acid he's tripped on. I mean, enough to kill a horse. I just have to imagine like hundreds of times. Wally Pankowski, my father, just unsolicited sent a text that said, I just can't stand Walton. I should bring in more of that hate. I should. You should. You, that's, should. you that's have to embrace heritage. a little bit more hate in your life. <laughs> if there's one thing you've taught me. <laughs> if there's anything I'm trying to impart to my kids. <laughs> right hand? No. He went to his left. Yeah! Sebastian, Sebastian Scott. Scott getting a graphic. Really not, not getting the, the freshman love. class <laughs> and getting Sebastian Scott that, with that, a nice graphic. That was the fifth member of the class that Evans alluded to. Oh, oh yeah. That hey. does not count. Yes, it does. He's in the lane. It's a floater. So you can, he can be all the way back to the free throw line. And Ward, that, Ward. He, an eight-foot floater does not count as a jump shot. No way. We're going to have to get very specific. We'll call Johnny Jager. We'll see if Johnny agrees. I, I think it even, before we make that call, we have to really determine exactly what that bet was. Oh, oh look at that. Go. Look at that. Oh, I like oh. it. Nice drive by Galloway. There he is. There <laughs> hey. he is. Welcome to the two-year anniversary, the greatest shooter in the history of Indiana University, Jordan Holmes. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate the warm welcome. What's going on? How, where are you right now? Tell everybody where you are. I'm in Ludwig's, Ludwigsburg, Germany. Nice. How's the season going? It's good. It's good. We, uh, we're two and one. We lost to a good team last week in Munich, but uh, I'm playing well. I'm just trying to uh, make sure that we play each and every game that we can. It's each week is, uh, is a new, you know, new case, new something happening around the country. So anytime we get a chance to play, I'm pretty thankful for that. Are you, where are you at a three points, three point shooting percentage around 70? uh close i think i'm over 50 but uh it's only three game over three game spread but uh i'll take it uh, i'm shooting it pretty well right now so hopefully it stays around for a while so jordy obviously you're watching the game right now live right yeah what's the deal why can't we shoot threes uh i i, I don't know i mean it's a small sample size uh, hopefully we'll be able to showcase that as the season goes on and you know all the attention that trace is going to get inside um, if we can shoot from the outside, it's only going to help him and, and, and in essence, help everybody else. But uh, free throws are going to be big for us. We need to knock those down and just driving and kicking and hitting open shots. I know, man. We need it. What are you seeing so far from this Indiana team? Are you liking what you see? Yeah, I, like, I, I think they all play hard. Um, they're trying to figure out, you know, usually you have some exhibition games to get used to it, new guys on the team, those kind of things. Race Thompson and, uh, just hit a jump shot. Race Thompson just hit a jump shot. And he had a nice little uh, pocket pass floater. He had one earlier, too. By the uh, way, Ward and I have a bet on how many jump shots this year Trace, Race, and Joey Brunk will hit. The number that we bet on is 30. I say under 30. He says over. Uh, but what we need from you is that little floater that Race shot before. Would you consider that a jump shot? Uh yeah, for them, I would. Ah, oh, my oh. man. That's the great. He That's said the... for them. He said for them, I would. Oh, good Steve. Well, well, who did we bet on? Another team? Mm. I'm just seeing good looks right now. Now, we got to hope in a larger sample size, some start to fall. But doesn't this look like a team that, uh, operating in a, just a more pleasant way that's going to provide more opportunities for open looks this year? 
hundred percent. I mean, if you're, if you're getting the look, looks that's step one, it's better than just coming off screens and jacking up bad shots. Right. Totally. Uh, so, can, you know, it looks like they're playing zone a little bit here. We got a little bit of zone last game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so teams are probably going to do that to us, but Al's going to have to shoot it well for, uh, ah. He just missed the three and our yeah. minus three. But look, hey, uh, these, are all, these are all shots that we need to take. Whether or not we make them is another thing, but offensive rebounds is the best time to get a wide open three. And if we take advantage of that, uh, you know, that's good. Sure. Offensive rebounding, perfect. I think the shots will fall. Um, you know, Leo's supposed to be that guy who can come in and shoot. And, you know, those, those kind of things. I think Trey, he's been showing flashes of like, really good stuff yeah. he knows when to pass it when to cut when to drive and kick you know those little things you know th those add up to a lot and uh I i've liked what i've seen from him just again it's it's only what two or three games but um yeah it's been it's been good i'm, I'm very optimistic and i'm excited actually they're playing at a reasonable hour for me so it's nice that i can actually watch no kidding and i gotta say uh you know, we've talked to recently. We talked to Johnny Jager on the podcast. Okay, who yeah. Really mentioned you as the guy that he really looked up to. I want to know how old does it make you feel when Johnny Jager saying that you were the guy he was looking up to? Hey, hey. I mean, uh, I I feel like I'm I'm not th I'm 30 years old. I've been playing overseas for eight years now. Like, wow. there's guys on my team who were born in the 2000s. I'm like, what are we doing? So. When <laughs> When Johnny Jager says that, it's, you know, it's pretty – he's a great dude. I remember getting that phone call from him when he decided to come to IU and walk on and he wanted to get into coaching. And, you know, I remember having that conversation with him. So it's really cool to see how his journey has played out. And, uh, you know, great guy, great family, his younger brothers at West Point who's helped me with my camps and stuff. Johnny's helped me with my camps. So I'm really happy for him. And then when you see somebody like Leal coming into the fold, there's got to be that double – that double pride. Jump oh, shot for Trace Jackson. Yes. Davis, baby. I'm winning this money. <laughs> wow. Gonna, how, do you, how are you guys keeping track of this? Who's tallying this up? Johnny Jager told us that he'll do some film work for us after the games to count it up for us. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is as good of a start as I think you could hope for for Indiana so far. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we can get stops uh, defensively, of course, I say that and they hit a tough pull up. Yeah. Uh, if we can get stops and get out and run, I think that's obviously going to benefit us. Um, as long as keeping the ball movement moving, getting yeah, trade. the ball's got to move, especially against this zone. There it is. Get it now. Some, they're doubling you. They're doubling you. Swing it. Ah, there you go, Rob. There you yeah. go, yeah. Rob. Oh, Rob. Yes. We need Rob's confidence to get pumped up here early on. I, I love Rob. I hated that he got injured or he's been injured a lot in, during his time at IU, but he's a guy that – you know he's going to bring it defensively. He's strong. Can sh he shoots the ball pretty well. Uh, what do you can... think about moving him to two as Lander gets more comfortable at D1 level? Yeah, that because how tall is Rob? I mean, I, I think defensively it's not going to be an issue, so it doesn't really matter. Me and Yogi were two really small right. guys playing too. Right. Um, I mean, if that – and Al, too, uh, Al as well, um, you know, he's going to have to play off the ball some. But uh, – it's going to posi positionless basketball anyway, right? So totally. if you can play three guards at a time, that's that's even better. Um, and it and seems like Rob is developing into one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters on the team with Al. So if yeah. you move him off ball and let Lander run the point, 
it seems like we've got the pieces this year. I did want to ask you a question about talking about Jager getting into coaching. There's been some talk that coaching might be in your future. Is that something you even think about at this point? For sure. I mean, whatever opportunity were to prevent, uh, present itself, uh, if it was a great, great chance for me, whether it's college level, high school, whatever, um, I, I've definitely put some thought into that. I'm, I'm very open to it. Uh, I do a lot of personal training when I'm back in the summers with my JH1 stuff, but you know, I, I love giving back and I think I can provide a lot of insight just through my experiences and what I had to go through, not only in college, but overseas. But I think I could help out. Uh, yeah, I think we need you to teach them how to shoot the basketball. <laughs> just leave Germany right now and show up at assembly hall. Get a COVID yeah, test and just show up. Vir- I could do that virtually too, probably. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, So, I, I mean, I, I love playing the game still. I, I, I'm still playing at a high level, but um, – you know, when that is that chapter, when I do decide to close out with my family and stuff, yeah, I would love to get into that. And each summer I come back uh, with COVID, it was a little bit more difficult, but I try and, you know, get in and because it's a whole different side, right? Coaching, yeah. if you talk to Derek Ellison, one thing being a player, but then going to the coaching side, uh, I think I can, I can bring a lot to the table, but there's a lot for me to still learn. And I'm willing to do that, which uh, I think people would, would respect too, so. I definitely, um, it's definitely something I'm thinking about. Well, and obviously getting your foot in the door to a coaching job, it's a big, big start. How do you get into it? Once we're all vaccinated, Eric and I are probably going to get a a really solid rec team put together. Sure. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we can pay you an exorbitant amount of money, but just a way to get your resume built up a little bit. I think that would really, like, that would get me from here, way up here. (laughs) Well, look, they say... You said you want to start at the bottom. There is no bottom beneath that. <laughs> I do have some fifth grade uh, girls teams I could coach too with my JH1 stuff. So maybe I'll do that, that team will be better than what they we will. Could do. They will smoke us. <laughs> By the way, Indiana women's team is good. Real good. I love it. Hey, it, whenever any, you know, football is rolling, any you know, women's basketball, anytime any IU sport is going, it's always fun to be in the city, even with COVID going on, unfortunately. But uh, it's really neat to see as a fan now, you know, and, uh, you know, an alum, it's, uh, it's really nice to, to see all that happening. Totally. All right. We're going to let you get back to this game. We may check in with you later, maybe in the second half. Hopefully this continues, but you are the man. We, you know, we love you and we love that you made time for us all the way in Germany. Oh, not a problem. Hit me up anytime, guys. You're the man, Jordy. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Guten Nacht. Guten Nacht. Uh, uh, Damn it! Oh, Jordan, Jordan skied above everybody and then got fouled. Good rebound. Geronimo is in the first half of playing a Big East team in a major tournament. Oh my goodness! Race another jump shot. Oh, you got paid! You are going to pay me. I might pay you this game. Give me a hundred bucks right now. I mean, Trace and Race are both hitting jump shots. Five seconds. Five, Five seconds, seconds up. Yeah. Boy, you, look at and Jordan was fired up. Did you see the passion? No, I did not. Oh, passion. He got pumped up, and now he was so pumped up, he forgot he had to take the ball out of bounds. <laughs> Jordan Geronimo for three. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. What the hell? This is a great way to start the week so far. So far, I'm sort of wondering if I should get in the car and go. <laughs> just, just call it a day. Yeah, nobody, 
nobody tell me if anything bad happens from this point on. Nice shot by Trey Galloway. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Jerry Garcia is getting more FaceTime on this broadcast than Christian Landon. You cannot make that foul. Well, and look, this is race's seventh year in Bloomington. <laughs> there should no longer be those silly fouls. Agreed. Joining us live at our halftime show of our two-year anniversary extravaganza, a gentleman from the state of Indiana, played for Indiana, received an impermissible benefit in a t-shirt from Kelvin Sampson, <laughs> and then played four years for Indiana University, and then joined the staff where he was on the staff for Tom Crean and Archie Miller. He is our man. We love him. The Tipton Tornado, Derek <laughs> Elfin. Yeah. Boy, boy, boy. How do I get out there and join you guys with one of those cigars? I know, man. Eric checked it. You could get a direct flight from uh, Indy to LA for $42,500. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only going to take me six COVID tests to get there, too. Yeah. I know. How it and, and even then, you're running a real high likelihood of contracting. <laughs> yeah. I hear uh, that. Derek, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. We love what you're wearing. You've got the IU colors. You've got the, hey. the the jacket on. What do you think of that first half? Um, fun to watch. My God, every time I get on Twitter, it, it seems to be, you know, if Trace Jackson Davis goes down, we don't stand a chance. But I'm looking at a complete, I don't want to say a complete team, but we're hitting it from all different angles. And uh, we're playing really hard. The defense is what's awesome to watch. My God, a couple of Silly fouls, but, I mean, when you're playing hard, you're going to do that. So, I mean, it's it's both offense and defense right now, and I absolutely love it. Can you believe how much run these freshmen are getting? Actually, yes, I can. Um, from the start of the season, um, you know, keeping in contact with my guys, it, it, every one of them said, this dude, Trey Galloway, is something special. And I knew it because I knew he was a hard worker. I knew he was going to – he was going to do the intangibles, the little things to get on the court. Um, but, I mean, my God, the kid is so aggressive. Geronimo's in there trying to, you know, getting in there, getting his nose dirty, getting up rebounds and, and uh, trying to block some shots. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's awesome. So you were there when most of these kids were recruited, uh, especially Leal and Galloway. Um, anything surprising you on what you see? Like, are, is Galloway better than what you thought he would be this early? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't know he was that aggressive getting to the rim. Yeah. Knocks down a couple shots. I mean, I, I did not see that coming. I thought he was going to be the first guy to the floor, which I love to see. But um, offensively, I didn't expect him to be that aggressive, uh, especially this early. You know, I, I think it takes um, for new guys. I think it takes about midseason, a couple big 10 games under your belt to start to really get the feel for it. Uh, but this dude's got no free. He's not scared at all. I think he loves the fact that he's in there and he's in the game early. And I think that's what's giving him a lot of confidence. It's not one of those things where they're throwing him into the fire um, during close games. I mean, he's starting the game, so he's getting a feel for it early. And uh, I think that just brings a ton of confidence. Well, and we heard all about Geronimo's athleticism, but it was always coupled with, but he's so raw and he barely knows how to play yet. Right. So how do you explain him being in there for, I mean, he was seven, eight minutes of that half. Well, I think uh, one of the big things that Coach Crean always said to us when we were players is you don't let your offense dictate the way you play the game. Get your defense going first. That's going to get you confidence. That's going to get you, you know, you, when your teammates are excited for you, that just gives you a shit ton of confidence. And 
him going out there, getting some offensive rebounds. Even there was a couple of times where uh, he was going in and getting some rebounds and, and they got knocked out of bounds. But like that stuff, you know, getting involved early, um, getting your teammates excited about, you know, the plays that you're doing. Um, that's huge. I, I mean, who knows when you're starting that game that way, but you know, he's not worried about, you know, scoring every time he touches the ball, he's moving the ball. He's letting the game come to him. And then offensively or defensively, um, he's trying to get in there and get rebounds. He's not doing anything special. Uh, he's just trying to do what he's supposed to do. Just do, Oh, you got a dog that just jumped behind you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my girl. She's enjoying the game just like we are. Nice. She, <laughs> looks, she looks hypoallergenic. Is that true? Very. Yeah. She's uh, also just a lazy bum too. So sorry. All right. about that. <laughs> so Derek, talk to us a little bit about when you were last there, we were still running a very traditional offense. We had a bunch of bigs. We had Joey, we had trace, but we've heard a lot about the offense changing this year. We're running a lot of three guard looks. What do you see overall from the offense that's different that, that maybe we don't really pick up on as fans that's different than when you were, were there and the offense they were running then? Well, when we were there, um, it seemed to be like a lot of plays. It was a lot of plays for certain guys to touch the ball. And right now, especially in this game, um, what you're seeing is, or at least what I see, is a bunch of just motion offense run. Just get try to get try to break out, um, try to get on the break, score that way, score early, score fast. Don't set up in a half court. I know Arch hates setting up in the half court. If he didn't have to, he never would. Um, but a lot of the time, I mean, there's a couple of times there where uh, Providence went into a, a little matchup zone. But other than that, um, most of the game has just kind of been get out and run, um, kind of do a little motion, a couple of high ball screens. But for the most part, keep the ball moving um, and get into open positions and just knock down shots, get confident, get out there, stay confident. And, uh, you know, it's nice. It's nice to see. I, I You know, the half-court half offense stuff, um, it's hard to watch sometimes. Um, but so right now, I, I think we're getting out and running. Um, and that's the type of offense that Archie really wants. We had, we had Jeffries on earlier in the show, and we talked about how his team, his last team at IU, the national title appearance team, and your team, uh, Vic's sophomore year, where he beat Kentucky, of course. Yeah. The, the, the similarity there was that the teams just played really loose and fun. And we yeah. haven't seen a lot of that really. Cream's last several teams didn't play that way. Archie's first three teams didn't. But this team seems to be showing some emotion out there. Like you said, just playing ball, just yeah. loose. Do, do you see a little bit of that? Absolutely. And I think a lot of that has to do with the confidence level. I think these guys are finally – I think they finally are understanding the offense and what it's supposed to look like. A lot of times, especially when I was there, Archie was there and it was early. Um, we were still trying to get a feel for what he actually wanted. Um, yeah. Not really. If You know, it was a lot of guys just looking around and looking at Arch and, and wondering, you know, what should we run? And now it's, it's going to go out there and play. And, you know, like I said, when we were playing, you know, you brought up Vic sophomore year. Um, you know, we had a playbook of 400 to 450 plays. So it was it was get out and run. But a lot of the times, Coach Green didn't mind being in a half-court offense. And, um, you know, I think you're seeing that, you know, Rob, super confident with the ball right now, um, as he should be, you know, being a junior. Um, I think right now he's dialed in. He knows exactly what he wants. And, you know, they throw out a little uh, half-court zone. So then 
it's time to slow it down and, and figure out what you want. But a lot of times, if you just listen in, you'll just hear Archie just yelling, move, move. That Meaning like there's not a lot of play calls right now. It's just it's just motion offense, getting it and go. I thought so. some flashes, certainly against Tennessee Tech, still evident here of like, oh, that kind of looked like his Dayton teams, his later Dayton teams. Yeah. So are yeah. we now seeing a, a combination of him bringing in the guys he wants and a lot of those guys now having the experience that that this is looking like what he's been working towards and that we could expect more in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I, and this is, you know, every Indiana fan hates to hear it, but it's like it just takes a little bit of time. You know, you're dealing with a guy when he was a freshman, Rob, that's what I'm saying. I was there when Rob was a freshman, and a lot of the time, most of the time, it was him jogging the ball up the court, looking back at Arch and wondering what should we run. And now it's just get the ball and go. And you see it a little bit with Christian, but Christian's young. He's supposed to be a senior in high school. So it takes a little bit of time. But, I mean, now I, this is the product that I think a lot of people have been waiting on. And, again, Indiana fans hate it, but it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, and now, now we just need I, to hit threes. Excuse me? Now we just need to hit some threes. Yeah, we got to knock down a couple of shots. But, um, you know, I'll take – you know, banging it in down low with race and trace. My God, race looks unbelievable right now. And that's freaking awesome to finally get because the kid has absolutely earned it. But a lot of the times, you know, you're going to credit this, this first half, especially to the defense. I think this is finally the defense that Archie had at Dayton and is finally brought over to Indiana. Yeah. Well, I just tell us why we don't need to protect ourselves from, from this being the, the Marquette game of a couple of years ago when we were like, <laughs> we are going to the final four after we smoked a really good Marquette team. Is, is there something more sustainable about what we watched in this first half? Yeah. I don't really know what you're trying to say there. What are you trying to say here? <laughs> I don't want to think that this 20 minutes is setting us up for heartbreak the rest of the season. No, I don't think you're going to see that. I think now you have a really mature group of guys, at least what I'm watching and what I'm hearing from my guys on staff still. I mean, you've got a team who is bought in, who is older, and you got a group of freshmen that have come in. Like, I don't know if you guys saw in the Tennessee Tech game, but you've got Galloway controlling huddles. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that is, that's the type of stuff, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to pat ourselves on the back, but that's just the type of stuff that we had when I was playing um, the group that was there when we won the Big Ten championship, my first year of coaching, like you just had, you didn't have Archie talking in the huddles. You had the players talking in huddles. And when you have that, you really don't have to coach. You yeah, just kind of. All right, man. Product. Second half is starting. Second half is starting. You are the man. We love you. Thank you for making time for us. Oh, re- oh, oh, wait. Let's see what happens here. Oh, open three <laughs> off of offensive rebound. Yeah, got, oh, that's I, a bad start. All right, bad you're, start. A bad, you're bad luck, and we have to get rid of you. Yeah, you're bad luck. All right. <laughs> see you, guys. Oh, yes. Bucket. What happened? Bucket. I was lighting a cigar. I think it was Trace, but I was looking at you lighting the cigar, <laughs> to be completely honest Because I'm butchering it again? No, I wasn't. No, you're doing all right. It's hard in the day. It's harder to see the point. Yeah, you're Another right. wide open three for Providence. Get the rebound. Go, Armand. Eighteen percent from three point. That that's not going to get it done. No. Over the course of a season. Correct. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, Trace! Oh Finish. my God, Trace! You have to. By the way, I'm going to say it. 
That's where you have to use your right hand. And he didn't. Or just dunk the shit out of it. I know. <laughs> There's an added layer of nervousness for every game, which is, are we going to play? Like, I keep waiting every day, every hour of the day to get word that there's been a positive test and the game is canceled. And I feel that way for football. This whole week leading into Wisconsin, I feel like every day it's going to be, oh, we can't play because nice trace, two free throws. You know what it is for me now is days where there's not an IU football or basketball game, I'm I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, yeah, what is today not for? A real day. What is today for? What is today for? <laughs> Oh, oh, this is bad, D. Oh, nice pass. Yes! Great offense. Great offense. Trace's passing game has picked up huge so far in these first And that race finished it with a dunk. Dunk. That's travel. That's travel. Yes, it is. You are on fire with the travel calls Uh, today, my friend. Well, in fairness, I think everything's a travel. (laughs) So if I just say it enough, I'm going to be right sometimes. (laughs) What would you think about Derek loving on Rob? Interesting. Yes! Al with the three! Yes! Yes! Oh, he's open again. Yes! Two threes! Two threes force a timeout. Those two threes by Al make me feel better about everything. (laughs) They do. Sure. Just to see constant movement. I think there's been like three or four times on the offensive end where there was a few moments of standing around. Right. As opposed to, I feel like we saw that for entire games at a time. I agree with you there. Oh, a little 500 surfboard. That's cool. Bill Walton just said he is much better at getting high than he is at getting low. That's what he just said. Ward, would you agree with that? Or are you pretty good at getting both? You get, you can get low. I mean, I tend uh, to get high, and then the next day I get, get low. low. 14 assists on 19 field goals. Love it. That's why this game is so enjoyable to watch. Okay, we set Come on, up. Rob. You got to make something happen here. Pick and roll. There it is. Pick and pop. Now it's... Go oh! dunk! Oh! There it is! There it is! Are we up by 19 points? We are. We're dominating them. And yet, I am not comfortable at all. No, I want to be up by 29 with five minutes to go, and then I'll feel comfortable. Look at look at our boy Boss. Boss in Reese's face, <laughs> yeah. not respecting social distancing <laughs> yeah. rules, but has to do some coaching. Race right back in the game. Couple guys coming in. Let's they see. just got a quick blow. Quick blow. You like that phrase? <laughs> it's my favorite. Look, Joey might not be feeling good, but his hair is still on point. Really strong. May- maybe needs a little comb in the back. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite guests. Uh, a man who just shocked the airwaves when he came on our show, and of course, someone who is near and dear to my ex-wife's heart. Please welcome heartthrob Todd Leary. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my second best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> what was the first? <laughs> the first time you introduced me on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Driving down the road right now. Now, have you been able to listen to this game? I know you're working, but have you been able to see anything, hear anything? Um, does that oh, give yes. you any indication? <laughs> oh, so wait, I, it might not might not be a completely legal, but yes, I've watched the Hold on. Game. Hold on. Paint the picture for us. How are you following the game right now? Tell our listeners how you're following the game. Uh, I am watching it on my iPad. While driving, while driving, <laughs> while driving, it was very important to watch this game. Of course, what do you think? About but I also couldn't miss work, so I get it. What do you think? What you're seeing so far in the first 
you know, three quarters of the game? I mean, the first half's defense was just dominant. I mean, that's the best half of defense I've seen out of them in a long time. They were so connected. Like, it was it was just fun to watch defensively. I mean, offensively, I, they've just got so much room to improve that it's exciting to me. I mean, they, they just they didn't shoot the ball very well. Race looks awesome. But, I mean, it just got – you got it's got to make you excited, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, we're, we're a little worried it's making us too excited. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of things that make you two too excited. But <laughs> this, is, this is one of those things that's allowed to do it. All right, good. Because I think we're going to the Final Four right now. That's, I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, I can see why we wouldn't if we don't improve, <laughs> if we don't improve shooting. But if we do improve shooting, I am with you 100%. We've got all the makeup for it. Uh, you, you you lost Eric he, when you said we might not go to the final four. He walked away. <laughs> what is surprising well, you the most about this team? Um, you know, I don't know that there's a huge surprise so far. I mean, I'm glad that race is getting the playing time that he is allowed to, um, you know, allowed to play through some mistakes and play himself into playing shape. He just hasn't had tons of time on the floor and, and this looks great out of him. Um, I think he changes the whole dynamic of the team. He's going to make it a lot easier on TJD uh, in the long run. So, I mean, I think I think that's a – I don't know if it's a surprise. I think we were all expecting it, kind of looking forward to it. But, you know, the freshmen all looking as comfortable as they do. Um, you know, no one's had a real breakout performance in the first three halves we've seen them play. But they all look comfortable, and that's a good sign. Now, when we talked to you way back when, you were one of the first guys to say what this team really needed – was more guys with that dog in them, tough guys. And we were a little worried about the the recruiting class coming in. Did they have it? But what are you seeing from like Trey Galloway and Jordan Geronimo so far? You know, I I think that the older guys have influenced them a little bit to be a little tougher. I mean, I I think that they had, you know, they're just, they're nice. They're good, nice people. And that's a great quality to have, except for 40 minutes when you're on the court. You know, I want a jerk, mean, egotistical dick yeah (laughs) and and so you know that's and and i think they're kind of melding into that a little bit i think they're getting to that point a little bit you're seeing them get a little feisty and scrappy on defense they give up an easy basket and they're not happy about it that's a great sign i mean i geronimo i think maybe if you want to ask the surprise i think geronimo might be the surprise because we knew the least about him coming into the year and not being from indiana um i i it's been also positive. We've talked with a few other people and it's all just glowing so far today, but somebody who's kind of been a persona non grata has been Jerome. What? And he's kind of our one true sort of swing six, seven, three right now. What's it going to take to get him going? You know, I think just the time on the floor, the same thing I said about race, you know, think about it. He's a year behind even race when it comes to playing time and being on the court. So I think he'll get more comfortable. I, you know, I think speeding him up a little bit will help. Um, I, you know, I think he gets kind of in that, you know, that cool guy mode. And, and I just, I, I think he'll speed up. I think when the big 10 comes around, I think, I think he'll speed up and, and just the time on the floor will help Jerome. And, you know, honestly, he's, he's one of the guys I'm worried about the least. I mean, I, I think, I think his playing time will allow his abilities to come out and shine as, as, the season moves on for him. Now, the most important question, of course, is what is your dating situation? Are you single and available? <laughs> or are you still with your girlfriend? What's going on there? I am still with my girlfriend. All right. She, well, look, she, okay. she certainly appreciates you asking that question. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I mean, these guys are starting to look more comfortable in that, you know, I said the freshmen look comfortable, but they're starting to kind of gel with the older guys. And that man, that's a, that's just a great sign to see this two games into the season. Oh, oh. Well, for sure. Oh, Trace cannot finish today. He just had another alley-oop from Finnessy and missed it point blank range. And a foul. He's tried to, he's tried to kind of lay both of them in and instead of trying to be, you know, tear the rim off, which yeah, we'd love man. to see. Amen. Totally. Yeah. He needs to be just stronger. Uh, how you been doing over the last seven months during COVID? Uh, what's keeping you busy? Well, you know, I see all these reports about people that have lost weight during COVID and I found the weight that they lost. So <laughs> I'm going to spend a little time trying to get back into shape a little bit because it, quarantine has not been great to me, but uh, otherwise family's good. Kids are good. Everybody's doing fine. All right, well, good. Well, and obviously it's bad news today with the news of uh, Penix uh, being out for the season, but you've been watching what Tom Allen's uh, doing down uh, there? Of course, yeah. I mean, that's just a – yeah. obviously the injury is just terrible for him. Ob- two seasons in a row, it's just – it's terrible for him. But I'll probably be in the minority and get killed for saying this, but he has not played very well. I mean, he played good in the Ohio State game, but yeah. other than that, he's played – decent let's say i i don't look for a huge drop off i think in the passing game i think we may see an improvement in the passing game to be honest with you well i do have confidence in tuttle you know we'd heard even before the season started he was really solid obviously a big recruit came in from utah hoping to compete for the starting position so and now like so many of these great programs they have at least two quarterbacks on the roster to keep winning at a high level so i'm I'm with you on that. Great I don't steal think by Galloway. Good pass. And no finish. No foul. Oh, oh, man. Boy. We have now missed about three, and it just turns into. Probably another foul. Yep, another foul. Those always turn into fouls. Oh, right. what do you get? Well, they're walking the right direction. Yeah, but but you're but you're right about that. I mean, the, the whole situation with the back of quarterbacks and all that is awesome. The real unfortunate part of it is, you know, I don't care how good he is. It's probably going to take Tuttle a few games to get comfortable. And, and we're not really in a position to have, to have a couple of comfortable games. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, a really horrific situation all the way around. But you know what? If anybody will get these guys rallied around Tuttle, it's Tom Allen. And I think everybody has full confidence in that. I mean, I showed the, um, the post-game – locker room speech Tom Allen gave to the guys after Ohio State and my wife who is rather indifferent to all of the sports shenanigans I bring into her life she teared up she had like uh, like her the the tears didn't come down the face but they were in her eyes sure sure. like if if he can get to my wife Imagine the effect he's having on those players in that locker room yeah no doubt and and you know so many of those you know, post-game talks or halftime talks or pre-game talks always seem so fake and rehearsed and his never, ever do. And that one was a classic one. I mean, just some of the things that, you know, when he started telling him how much he loved him and, got, and things like that, like it's so genuine that you just, you know, you, you who doesn't want to play for him? I mean, you know why he's getting recruits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so exciting. And then now that we're into the basketball season two and a game like this, it just seems like all the frustrations of being an Indiana Hoosier for quite some time now could could this be could this be the season on both ends 
where we really feel like, yeah, sorry, race just jammed it. Well, that was a replay. It happened when I was gone. Oh, really? Yeah, you missed it, and he got fouled. Wait. <laughs> I had to go to the front of my house because I had to get a COVID test. I was just watching ads. Hang on. Hold on. Hold, 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 hold. Back up. You had to get a COVID test to be at home? No, I got for work coming up. I have to get COVID tests. So if they come and test you at your house, like, do they come and pick you up? Are you in a bubble? Like, how, no, they, no, they just that makes sense. They come, they swab my nose, and I ran back to see the game. That that's this should be part of the election. This that's none of that seems to make any sense. <laughs> By the way, speaking of election, are you on board? To support my campaign for Board of Trustees? Yeah, we've had this conversation. Of course I am. You know yes. that. But, but we, we have to get it publicly stated. Yeah, we need public endorsements. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll put together a PSA for you. There we go. <laughs> I approve this message. We like it. All right, listen. There, we want you to watch the rest of the game with one less element of danger being us involved. So, you know, we Appreciate love you. Appreciate your concern. This is our two-year anniversary and we needed to have you on the show for it. Well, I appreciate that, guys. And, and congratulations to you on that. I'm sure. I mean, I don't see an end to this thing anytime soon. So we'll, we'll be celebrating this for years to come. All right. Well, you'll be with us on the three-year anniversary, too. I'm in. You know that. Where are we at right now in free throws? Get our Cracker Jack research, research team on. Hey, uh, Johnny. Yeah. Can you uh, look up free throws? Okay, just just for the game today? Yeah, just for today's game, if you could just crunch the numbers and see where we're at. Well, it looks like we're 10 at 13 at 76.9%. Oh, it changed, Johnny. Oh, great. It's higher now. Yeah, it's one higher, Johnny. It's 11 of 14 now. Okay. Race going to the line, I believe, for two free throws now. I think we were in the double bonus with 530 left. There's a bonus plus. Is it that right, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny also sounds a lot like, um, uh, what's his name from Goonies? Uh, Sloth. Sloth. 18 <laughs> points, nine boards. Now race getting a blow. Oh, oh, Cliff Marshall's handiwork. Cliff Marshall's before and after picture is being highlighted on the ESPN broadcast. Yes, and completed the and one back up to a 16-point lead with three minutes and 10 seconds left. This is truly the entire game, complete package coming out party for race. Jordan Geronimo hasn't gotten any run in the second half. I don't think he's gotten any, has he? Johnny? Johnny, has uh, race uh, has, uh, Jordan Geronimo played in the second half, Johnny? I, I got a subway sub. I, I, will, I wasn't watching. Johnny, how come your voice changed? I'm eating. <laughs> oh, Cliff Marshall before and after pictures a second time. Wow. As excited as I am for back-to-back days of Indiana basketball, I, I, I'm i glad at least this is early in the day, so I have all of the rest of today and tonight to enjoy. going to watch this again watch later. Again. Get across half court. That's nice drive nice. by Rob. Nice. nice drive by Rob Finnessy. 17-point game, a minute 35 left. I agree, Bill Walton. He said it was a traveling violation Hey, Johnny, let's look at the most important stat. What, what is it? Turnovers. I bet we have like seven. We have eight turnovers, Johnny. That was pretty close. And I think we had eight in the first game. That's right. Thanks, Johnny. I, don't, I think we need to pay Johnny even more. Wow. Go to the free throw line. Ice in this game away, baby. Huge game for the Indiana Hoosiers. 
what is their shooting percentage? They've got to be at like 38% from the field for the game. They are shooting an astounding, thir- what did you say? 38%. They are 38.8%. <laughs> Johnny must jo- have- Johnny fed that yeah, to me. I, I didn't That's impressive. There it is. It's official. Player of the game, Race Thompson. 22, board, 22 points, 13 boards. I mean, I think we all expected some double-doubles from Race, but not to the tune of over 20 points a game. Yeah, I think I you heard. scoffed at me when I said we we could get like – Double ten. digits. You said double digits, and I scoffed at you. Yeah. Race Thompson getting a much, much deserved pull out before the game ends. Did I just say pull out? <laughs> Good Lord. All right, guys. 21-point victory for the Indiana Hoosiers against Providence. Here we are, 21-point victory for the Indiana Hoosiers, and rejoining us, Big Ten Player of the Year, Brian Evans. Brian, how are you? You look like Bin Laden. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a Bin Laden video. I just got scared. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a, that's a fair characterization of my uh, look. I'm going, as my girlfriend calls it, I'm going for rabbinical chic. Rabbinical chic. <laughs> okay, okay. So, first off, where are you right now? I'm at a little oasis called Sullivan Steakhouse in Keystone. And what did you think of that game? Well, I don't have any volume, so I was just watching it. And I was talking to my buddy, Scotty O, that I'm sitting here with. And so... It, we weren't we weren't completely dialed in. I like a double digit lead, so I wasn't I wasn't glued to the TV like you guys. But but you guys are the diehards. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're well, looking for a little well, bit more from you. Wow, to, to celebrate. Is. We're really happy here. We need a little bit more enthusiasm from you. Can we get something from, from somebody who just kept one eye on the game? What did you see with your one eye? <laughs> Uh, Bin Laden smokes cigars. That's awesome. That awesome. Um, Bin Laden was such a Hoosier fan. Here's my question: Is is Providence a good team? I, you know, the last couple of years they've been on the they've been on the uptick, and I think they got a good coach. I don't know anything about them. We had a commanding, you know, lead the entire game. I'm proud of the Hoosier. Yeah. Uh, well, at the same time, you know, I'll, let me tell you. I'll tell. I'll, I'll give you a little more. I'll give you a little more. So, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, I was just telling Scotty O, he bothers me because he has no explosion around. Like, when he when he gets the ball in the post, like he doesn't get off the floor. He he becomes smaller when he has the ball in the post, and whoever's guarding him becomes taller. I don't really like that. It makes me nervous. He goes hard to that left hand every single time. Obviously, today is an easy day to get hyped about Race Thompson. He looked – athletic and energetic and he was getting dunks and finishing you know what's great is that when davis misses his little you know post moves this guy's cleaning up everything which is which is exciting um we've moved we pushed the ball up the court was great the the young guys don't they don't look scared i think that's something to be excited about they they jump on the court and they play absolutely and by the way i have to say this i agree with you trace had a bad game and we won by 21 points. That's a good sign for right. the Hoosiers, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, I mean, he gave us something. I mean, a little something. We noticed a lot when Rob wasn't out there, 
and and Christian obviously was learning a lot from the bench today watching. So you've kind of got like three combo guards out there. Are you are you comfortable with this sort of positionalist basketball where you're nobody's really the guy out there, but there is movement and passing and 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 some assists going on. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with that. What I like more than that though is that we have we have enough guards. So between between Durham and Finnessy. And then a couple of the younger guys that are going to continue to develop, they need a little, little bit of time, is that we can bring the ball up against pressure. I, I, we've yeah. had teams that I don't trust at the end of the game. Like a 10-point lead is like a two-point lead with some of our recent teams. Now you got a senior and a junior. you got, you got some age back there and, the, you know, quickness. And I'm not going to say they're great ball handlers, but at least when they, you know, Providence throwing that press at the end, I don't, I don't get worried. You know, I think between – those two guys and some of the young guys, they can get the ball up the court. I, and I, I can't stand holding my breath at the end of a game because I don't, and I'm staring at the clock hoping that, you know, time ticks out because I know in time we'll just implode. I can't stand that. I am with you. I was telling that to Ward too. I was like nervous still with a double digit lead with <laughs> left because it felt like we've seen us blow this and turn it into a game before, but like yeah. more guys who are more comfortable. So uh, clearly we're going to win the Maui Invitational, right? Clearly. The Asheville Invitational, I think we have a better chance of winning that one. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I didn't, I was not a fan. We, my junior year, you guys, I'm sure you don't even have to look it up because you guys are encyclopedias of Indiana basketball, but my junior year, 94, yeah, 94, 95, we went and um, we lost the first game to Utah. Yep. And, I mean, you want to talk about ruining a trip to a tropical location? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go with Bob Knight and go to Maui and lose the first game. Do that sometime and get back to me. Well, as you know, I mean, I mean my playing days for coach, I never had to deal with that. We, we won the Maui when I was there. I'll tell you one thing. He would never put up with that beard of yours. <laughs> would he physically, no facial hair? Would he physically shave it off? I think he could just stare that thing down and just melt it off your face. <laughs> I love it. All right, listen. You go back to your day drinking. We love you. We're glad you gave us your unenthusiastic recap. I gave you all I had, just like I did when I played. There you go. <laughs> V Gates, my friend. Oh, how long did it take you guys to find what that? No, Ward had it loaded up. Ward had it loaded no. up. Three years of German, my friend. You know, my mom was born and raised in Mannheim. I got it. That's awesome. That's all I got, though. Wait, I know a little Yiddish, <laughs> which is somewhat similar to German. Zygazint. Do you know what Zygazint means? Gazint, gazunt means like health and stuff in right. German. In Yiddish, Zygazunt means like to good health, good health. Yeah, exactly. So what? Awesome. Give us, give us your take on what we just saw. Well, I, I love the way race played. Obviously, holy crap, that that was awesome. A lot of energy. Even Trey, he didn't score a lot of points or anything like that, but he brought energy and kind of like what we talked about earlier. He just knows when and where to get the ball, driving and kicking, finding shooters. Um, we didn't. Uh, hit as many outside shots, but we didn't really have to. It didn't seem right. like the bucket pretty much whenever we wanted. Uh, Al hit a couple threes there in a row. Uh, Trey struggled 
uh, a little bit, their physicality maybe. He loves his left hand a little bit, so he always tries to get to that left. Mm -hmm. But um, that happens, and he uh, his body language is still pretty good. I thought he was pumping race up, so I thought that was a good sign too. Well, and what does it say about the rest of the team that Trace can have an off game and we win by 21? Oh, it was awesome. I thought, you know, we got stops defensively and we had open looks. Even when we were talking earlier, we, we just didn't make them. Um, if we're getting the, the looks, that's just the first step. So I thought that was good, moving the ball. They were in that zone for a little bit. They had to get out of that. So I, I thought it was good, good showing. Um, always nice to win pretty handily uh, the whole game. And I, I'm sure coach is happy with it. But it's good for us, too, to see, like, Trace didn't play the best, and we're still able to play that way. And um, and we left a lot of points on the board as well. So Yeah, so awesome. bottom line, we're going to the Final Four, right? Bottom line? <laughs> Optimistic, yeah. That, you know, that that's the main goal. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so now, I'm just – I am curious, you know, when when we watch a game – the next several hours for us will be texting with all of our Indiana friends. It will be watching as many highlights as we can. Going, to, go, going to peaks.com yeah. and, and celebrating with the online community. Will you, Jordy, have any post-game kind of tale on this? Will you have text chains going on? What Tell us what your post-game ritual is. Uh, post-game ritual, whenever I get to watch in this fashion, um, everybody's kind of on the same timeline. You know, I'll talk with Cody. I've been talking with Cody uh, the whole time, and uh, it's kind of cool when we can both watch the game at the same time. And, uh, yeah, we're just saying, well, we like this. Um, it's it's kind of probably the same thing. We're alumni now, so, of course, we have different take on it, but it's probably the same thing that you guys – I don't go to the message boards or anything like that. But no, uh, no, you, you just talk with other people who actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> I guess you, you could say that, but we have our moments too, I'm sure. I talked to my dad if he if he's watching the game. They actually were in Maui because they bought tickets to go watch them play. Oh, and now they're Nashville. But my parents were like, "Heck, we're we're still going to Hawaii." So good they, for them. Uh, yeah. So it's I haven't talked to them for a week because I didn't want to see the beach while I'm sitting in my four four white walls here. I didn't want to talk to them. Now, where are you living in Germany? Are you with other players? Are there other players living around you? Um, I mean, I have my own apartment and I think we're kind of scattered all over the city a little bit where some teams I've been on, everybody's kind of been in like the same block or same apartment complex. But for me now, and what, what if, if you have an older team with guys with kids, not every, you know, people don't have a lot of houses here. There are houses, but most people live in apartments, right? So like in three or four bedroom apartments and you can, those don't just pop up in all the same area. So you kind of have to get it where you can. Yeah, my mom, my mom described to me, you know, after she she grew up in Germany, lived in London, and then found herself living in Peru, Indiana. And she's like, you, you guys just don't realize how much space you have. She's yeah. like, Germany's about the same size as Indiana, but there's literally 10 times as many people. Exactly. Yeah. But what's cool, though, like if you drive from like little city to little city, it's just like I'm back home. You, all you see is cornfields and tractors and everything else. So, yeah, it's funny. Well, and is is the family there with you now, or is it different because of COVID? Um, yeah, so my daughter was born November second, and I left two weeks before that happened. So I oh. I had to miss the birth and everything, but we What's knew that going name? into it. Margaret. Margaret. Now, will yeah. you call her Maggie, or is it just Margaret? 
Uh, it's Margaret for now, but her middle name's Louise. So we, we got Maggie Lou, we got Margaret Lou, we got Sweet Lou from Buff Louie's, the chicken sandwich. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's inevitable, but uh, they're not here with me, unfortunately. But that's just with COVID, it's kind of screwed everything up. But I'm hoping that they can get out here within the next, you know, hopefully before Christmas. But we have to wait for her passport to get in and then we're set. But yeah, so she's got three kids to herself uh, back in Bloomington right oh now. Boy. And you're on and you're and you're chatting with a bunch of idiots. And I'm, I'm just living it up, talking to you guys, watching Marvel movies all day. Like <laughs> I can't talk, I can't talk to her with and I have to like have a stoic face, like, oh babe, it's been an okay day, but really I'm, just, <laughs> I'm doing What's your nothing. favorite Marvel movie. Hey, so I'm re-watching them all, and I had a poll on Twitter, but I'm watching them in release date. Um, so far, I mean, I love Iron Man, but uh, the Avengers, I mean, you can't beat it. But I haven't watched them all, so that's kind of why I'm, I'm watching them all in, in order now, because I have the time before my kids get here. My favorite two are Captain America Winter Soldier, the second okay. one I yeah. love, and Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Oh, I do love Guardians of the Galaxy. I have seen that. I've seen both of those. Those are good. So funny. I They're think so that funny. one's overrated. What? Yeah. It tries too hard. Doesn't deliver enough. Look at this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's not American. He's not American. <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, we know it's tough. You, 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 you're professional. You got a, a professional career over there. And you can't you can't get back for the birth of your daughter. That's got to be difficult. But I'm sure you put it in your contract that when Indiana goes to the Final Four this year, you can travel back to the states. Sir, right? I already, yeah, I have that. There's a clause in my contract, like I can't get fined, can't do anything. Yeah, good. It's just good. the necessary thing that they need to understand. Well, look, if there's one thing we know from history is that the Germans are very accommodating people. <laughs> <laughs> They treated me right. They treated me well. So I can't. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, well, look, Jordy, that was a fun game. Uh, it's fun to watch an Indiana game that's really never in question against a decent team. And that has not happened much lately. So we yeah. are excited for tomorrow. All right, Jordy, you are the man. Go IU. And uh, we hope we get to see you in person one day very soon. Oh, I would love that. Summer reunion. I'm up for it. Let's do it. All right, All right buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, please, Yo, buddy. please welcome one of the New York goons, Steve Didato, to the two-year anniversary extravaganza podcast of the Hoosier Hysterics. Steve Didato, everybody. <laughs> Happy anniversary, guys. Thanks. What, Thank you. what did you think? What, what, give us your take on that game. Um, I was absolutely terrified going into the game. Yep. Like most games, uh, I thought we were going to get smoked because that's just me. <laughs> but that man they defended they rebound passing they looked crisp the only thing i could complain about i don't know how much of a big complaint is i think he ended up with 12 but trace didn't look right agreed um but man race thompson wow he he it's like all of the flashes that he's shown it all kind of just you know developed yeah. And by the way, how exciting was it when he was hitting those jumpers in the first half? I knew someone was very happy about that. I'm going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, Ward's bet against me is looking very good for Ward right now. Listen, every time that he, he hit one of the he hit those shots, I'd get a text from one of the other guys like outside the key. Outside the key. 
It was outside. And Ward wants me to, he was arguing with me that he should have gotten the floater. He's not getting the floater. But Jordy, Jordy the said he- The floater was, was close. It was close. Yeah, well, close doesn't count in this. <laughs> but, but if Eric and I disagree, don't you think Jordan Hole should be the tiebreaker? Was he the one who broke it? Yeah, he said. Yeah, uh, Jordy said it. that should count for me. So Listen, what do I know? I'm going to defer to Jordan Hulls. Me too. Me too. Eric? <laughs> I'm not going to defer. Well, <laughs> Eric clearly knows more about shooting than Jordan Hulls. I mean, come on. I mean, like, like, yeah, what are we doing over here? <laughs> um, so we're clearly going to win the Maui now, right? Listen, man. I was terrified this morning. I, I texted you guys that we're going to get smoked. We're going to fucking whip everyone's ass now. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Final four, here we come. It, that's it. Final four, national championship. You're right. Yes. You're right. I yes. don't know why I stopped with final four. By the way, we're talking about the unranked Indiana Hoosiers. For now. Second half team, my man. Second half team. I, I just want there to be a new AP poll release <laughs> tonight so we can make sure <laughs> – we're top 25 before going up against Texas tomorrow. Uh, will you watch this game again, Steve? Yeah. What else do I have to do? Yeah. Okay. Just like work? Yeah. <laughs> Silly. Well, you do look like you're in some sort of office there with maybe a law degree or two hanging behind you. Indiana degree right there, my man. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I am. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably wasn't so productive over the last couple hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I won't lie to you. I haven't been that productive over the last couple of years. <laughs> I'll tell, what about this guy's Geronimo getting some burn rebound, hitting a three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was sad that he didn't get some run in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I do. Galloway, Galloway looked explosive. He was, um, I'm, I, you know, I like seeing Lander out there. I like the fact that he's got balls and he'll throw up a shot. But at the same time, Archie's got to reel him in, put his ass on the bench when he takes uh, some, you know, long twos. We can't have that. No. So, uh, I, I honestly, usually I'll find something to bitch about. Not much today. <laughs> well, I will bitch about Trace Jackson Davis because – Well, yeah. yeah. That, I mentioned and, that before. Some of it is that his, he's been scouted now for a year, and we played against a good team, and everybody knows he's just going left. So they just make, they just sit on that shoulder and every shot he puts up with the left is contested. And he, and Brian Evans, we talked to, who said something interesting. He doesn't think that Trey shows explosiveness on that first move that, that he, he thinks he becomes smaller in the post on the first move. What I was going to say to Evans, but I didn't get around to is it is true. I can see what he's saying on the first move. Trace is better, obviously in transition, but also better on the second jump. He his second jump is very quick, but those it's moves fast, yeah. he had was were not good. They were not good moves today. And you know what it looked like to me? It looked like a few times he's thinking about, oh, should I use my right hand? Like, it, listen, if he if if all you got is the left right now, you know, use the left. You get it in, score. Yeah, <laughs> I I do wonder if we're seeing all this hype coming into the season for him. He's super. Super, you know, Big Ten, all Big Ten. Maybe he could creep into the All-American conversation. And, oh, yeah, uh, is he going to work himself into solid first-round draft status? I think that's all bouncing around in his head right now, and he's probably trying a little too hard. He's thinking a little too much. And I'm glad that while he works his way through that, because I think he will. I think he's got to be He's got to be super solid. He's got to be at least as productive as last year. 
but with all these complementary uh, uh, components around him that he he basically laid an egg today and we won by a, a comfortable margin from 10 minutes in. It was never in doubt and Trace never got going. I mean, if I told you guys, we were speaking before, and I told you guys that Trace was going to look b- bad and score, you know, only 12, would you think we would win by 21? No, I wouldn't have even thought we would be in the game, especially I think he shot yeah. like 5 of 14 from the field. And I, yeah. And, it, it, and he just looked – he would look like – LeBrett said best to me. He said he looked just uncomfortable, like, shying away from contact, not going up yeah. strong, and then just like wild. I mean, there were shots that were hitting like the side of the backboard. Yeah, I agree. It just didn't look right. Just did not look right. By the way, Ward's 40% three for Al Durham's looking a lot better. <laughs> I thought about that too. What was he, three for five? Yeah, man. I mean, he's looking better. And listen – Ward might uh, know some shit. I don't know. Maybe. Well, well, you, Mister Mister Stats over there, Pankowski, looks like he's getting, uh, you know, getting Ward Roberts a little bit. Well, in fairness, I supported Ward. I agree with him on the forty percent foul, and also a broken clock is wrong is right twice a day. <laughs> you throw enough spaghetti against the wall, something's gonna stick. It was Cliff. Can I ask you a question real quick? Did the spaghetti joke have to come on? Because you know I'm Italian. Is that yeah, that's talking? why I wanted cheap, I wanted... cheap joke, man. Cheap joke. Oh, I, it was a shout out. It was an homage <laughs> to your heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that. it was Cliff who was giving me guff about Al at forty percent. You know, again, he I like I like Al. He seems to be staying on his feet more this uh, in the last two games. Yeah, good point. And he like Finnessy is best if he can just be a spot up. Off off ball shooter, or you know, or if there is or, an opening for him to drive to all the way to the lane, yeah. when he has to make a decision, it's bad. When he has to yes. make a decision, that is not the position you want Al Durham in. He is shoot or drive and get all the way to the hole. When he's trying to pass at speed, it's not a good idea. When he has to break the press on a dribble, it's not a good idea. But, like, but I think both him and Trey provide that slashing finish that okay we need to be able to shoot some shots from outside the paint and then but it's not just so trace can operate down there it's so guys like trey and al can actually just slash in there and finish and you know trey wasn't quite as strong as finishing today as against tennessee tech which is to be expected but he certainly got the swag to go in there and do it and al throughout his career is has been remarkably good at making those shots fall in, even as he's hitting the deck. Yeah, and Galloway was also, you know, slashing aggressively, but not throwing up, you know, terrible shots. He'd look to find an open guy in the wings, even if it wasn't like a shot, but he'd at least pass out of that drive, which is nice to see. You know, a lot of freshmen would throw up a shitty off-balance shot there. Well, totally. and that's where where Trace. Speaking of passing, that's where Trace. That was his his good element yep. today of yep. finding some folks, and and just I think the whole team understanding once the ball gets to them, 
if they don't have anything where the open guy was, we missed a couple of those, but there were several times where they just immediately chucked the ball to where the, the, the open shot was. Now we, we need to make a few more of those open shots, but at least we have an understanding of our, our own spacing and opportunities. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm excited, man. Yeah. I am ready to be hurt again. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's lift our hopes and dreams <laughs> high as they can go so that we are ready to have them dash. I want to come crashing down furiously as hard as possible. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, All right. Well, look, this is the first time that one of the goons who we've referenced many times on the show has appeared on our show. Steve Dodato is clearly the only goon who really cares about Indiana basketball. I love you you guys by far the most. Remember that. Yeah. And and we know you're the one who actually listens to the end of the episode. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you yeah, I'm glad you are the one who got to represent the East Coast contingent today. I, I appreciate it. Um, love you guys. Keep up the good work. Happy anniversary. Go Hoosiers. All right, we were about to end the episode. We were about to end it. But then the most special of special guests texts us that he is available. And when this gentleman is available, we put him on no matter what. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the reasonable one. The rational one, the sage, the rabbi of recruiting, Peaks.com senior writer, Jeff Flowing Locks Rab Johns. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Rabbi, what is your take on that game? <laughs> that was a really complete game. I think that's what jumps out the most. IU defended really well. Uh, IU didn't turn the ball over to very high rate at all. Um, that was really important. They had a couple bad ones early but then really only had seven turnovers for about the final 37, 38 minutes. That's a really good rate. Race Thompson was phenomenal. Um, that's what, you know, Archie Miller and the staff had been talking about uh, all summer, uh, especially late in the summer on after he had such a good uh, off season, working on his body, changing his body, improving his offensive ability. You know, he goes in there gets a career high in points, a career high in rebounds, uh, Joey Brunk's dealing with a little bit of sore back. So race has to go out there and play 35 minutes, which is a lot, but man, that was a productive 35 minutes. Um, you know, after the game, I asked uh, Ed Cooley about it, a uh, Providence coach. And Ed said, he just manhandled us. And that's exactly what happened. Race Thompson, absolutely manhandled. That was phenomenal for IU to beat a projected NCAA tournament team, team that's picked to finish third or fourth, the big East by 21 points. And they don't have to totally rely on preseason All-American Trace Jackson Davis. They, you know, he, you know, he just didn't have a great game, five for fifteen. You know, guys are going to have off games, but IU doesn't have to rely on him. They don't have to shoot it all that well from three, and they still beat a, a projected NCAA tournament team by twenty-one points on a neutral floor. That was a really strong game from Indiana today. Rabbi, how surprised were you to see Jordan Geronimo out there that much in the first half? A little bit because. You know, he's a guy who has phenomenal athleticism. Uh, I mean, his his upside is is really really uh, up there. Um, but you know, he so there were some things that you know he's got to work on. You know, his skills are a work in progress at this stage of his development, which everybody understands. But he goes out there when they, when they need somebody, uh, defends multiple players. You know, hits and hits a shot. Looks really looks look comfortable. I thought that was the biggest thing. He played well, but he just looked like okay. I know what I'm supposed to do, and I thought he did it really well. Um, so that was definitely a surprise to see him get more than just just a couple minutes. Um, and and that's that's something that you know that that helps. 
um, for him to go out there and, you know, he's, he's not going to be relied on to be quote the guy right now, but to go out there, play seven minutes, you know, hit a three, um, get two offensive rebounds. You know, that was, that was a really, really solid seven minutes for a freshman. What is your take on trace? I, I don't want to focus on the negative here, but it's kind to say trace didn't have a good game. He had a bad game. Yeah. He, he forced, he, he does not trust his right hand at all. He, he just does not. He forced going left, and it looks like teams are loading up on it. He didn't look explosive down low on those first moves and just didn't finish and didn't even come close, really. What Should we be worried at all there? I, don't, I think it's way too early to worry about a player with his ability. I really do. It, it's the first game against a Power 5 team. Um, you know, he, he was off today. Okay. It happens. Um, you know, there are plenty of times good players have off days. You, I don't, I don't really think you worry until you see patterns every there, there, there's always going to be aberrations. Good guys are going to have bad games. Bad players are occasionally going to have a, Oh, what the heck? How did he do that kind of games? Okay. I don't get worried when there are aberrations. Um, I, I get worried when there are patterns. So I don't think we have enough information to say there's a pattern. And with the way Trace played last year, the things he showed that he's capable of doing, um, the Minnesota game, other games last year, everybody knows he's capable. So I don't think one bad game is a reason to worry, especially when IU overall played a very good game and still won by 21 points uh, against a projected NCAA tournament team. What did you make of the rotations? Like a lot of guys coming in and out, obviously fouls play a little bit into that, but do you think Archie's really just tinkering and seeing who's working well together out there and the rotation will will tighten up as the season goes along? Or do you think he really wants to go deep into the bench often? No, I think there's, I think there's a couple things going on right now. One, there's a little bit of exploration with lineups. Now, obviously the goal is win the game. Um, he's not just putting guys out there. This is not an exhibition. You don't get to just say, okay, we're going to give these groups each five minutes and see how it goes. You have to win the game. But I think there is a little bit of exploration going on as far as things that have looked good in practice, it's kind of like, okay, let's, as long as the game's going well, as long as I use winning, there's a little bit of, okay, let's put that group out there. They've been good in practice for several days in a row. Let's see how they look. And if they look good, they're going to get a little bit of run. The other thing is with Maui, it's three games in three days. Right. So you're probably going to play a few more guys, a few more minutes than normal. Um, but I do think as the season goes along, I think the rotation probably gets tightened up. I think a main eight is probably the most likely scenario with you know maybe nine and ten getting some minutes but i do think when you're looking at a situation three games in three days um if you can get geronimo in there for for seven minutes you know and galloway's already shown you know he's going to be able to handle some minutes he got 10 minutes um is he going to get 10 minutes a game come big 10 play i don't know but right now um yeah i think you want to get a few more guys a few more minutes than normal with three games in three days were you at all surprised? We saw the lineup of Galloway, Armon, and Al in when the truth is you don't really have a very good ball handler there. And I, right. did, think, I did think the offense got a little stagnant there and a little scary at the top of the key because without Christian sure. and without Rob in there, the ball handling is a real concern, isn't it? Or should, am, I, am I overthinking it? No, I, I think IU has two primary ball handlers. And, and Rob Finnessy and, and Christian Lander, two guys who grew up playing point guard. Um, you know, Rob's obviously started at point guard for two years. Christian Lander is a five-star point guard coming in. 
So those are your two primary ball handlers. I don't think IU wants to have a ton moving forward as we get into move toward the meat of the season, not to say Maui isn't, you know, impactful, but I'm just saying as we move more toward the meat of the season, I don't think IU wants a lot of possessions without either Christian Land or Rob Finnessy being on the court. Can they steal a few possessions here and there to get guys rest? Yeah, but moving forward, I would not anticipate seeing that a ton. Rabbi, I know nothing about the Texas Longhorns. Is there any light you can shed on exactly how we are going to manhandle them the way we did Providence? <laughs> Well, I think I think they've got they've got more skill players. That's the thing that I think you start with. You know, Providence plays very hard. Um, they didn't play very well today. Providence is not a great offensive team anyway. They want to out tough you. They want to out rebound you. They they want you to have more turnovers than they have things like that. But they don't have, and they're a good team. I think they're picked to finish third or fourth in the Big East, depending upon which preseason poll you look at. They're a good team. But they do not have the overall offensive skill that, that a team like Texas does. So Texas has more skill uh, offensively. They've got more guys who create their own shots. Uh, they're a little bit bigger on the inside, certainly. I think that that's one of the things that you're going to see. It's going to be a bigger team. Um, I think tomorrow or on Tuesday, you know, Indiana's in that Texas game. I think you're probably going to need Joey Brunk. I don't know if you can really just have your main two interior players in race Thompson and trace Jackson Davis carry the whole load. Um, so I, I do think you're going to need the third guy, uh, but Texas is definitely, that? definitely better. Is there any word on Joey being available for tomorrow? Yeah. Um, asked Archie about a post game. And he, he said that if this, if this was February, or March, Joey would have played, but it's not. And the idea is get to February and March and be as healthy as you can. And the idea is to try to try to win Maui, the Maui Invitational. So once they got up 10, and the lead never dropped below 10. You know, Trace got two fouls in the first half and sat for about six, seven minutes. But then he went for a long stretch and didn't pick up his third. So you didn't have to bring in somebody in for Trace. Race was having just a phenomenal game. So you really didn't want to take him off the floor. Again, he played 35 minutes. So, yeah, Joey would have been available. Joey was available. He could have played. Um, but the decision was made, hey, you know, Let's get him another day of rest. We're up 10. There's there's no obvious need to put him out there. So, yeah, he'll be available tomorrow, and they'll decide exactly, you know, how they do things. But I do think with Texas' size, with Race having played 35 minutes today, and that game tomorrow on Tuesday, that Texas game, you know, that tips off at 1.30. So you're talking about less than 24-hour turnaround time. That's really quick. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. That's really quick, just from a rest and recovery standpoint. So I think more than likely you're probably going to see Joey Brunk uh, come off the bench for a race tomorrow against Texas. Somebody who hasn't really made an impact, uh, certainly not today, that's an X factor for this team, Jerome Hunter. What have you been seeing from him or not seeing from him out there? You know, I think with Jerome, um, you, you know, he, he, he just, you know, he had, he had that one three. He was one for two from three. You know, I, th I think his shot's solid. Uh, but I think he's just got to find some find a rhythm, and I don't think he has rhythm right now. You know, he, he only played seven minutes today, uh, one three, one for two from three, two offensive rebounds. You know, the numbers weren't bad, and he only got one foul, so it wasn't like he sat for for foul trouble reasons. Um, but he did have those two turnovers, and I think you know, two turnovers in I, I guess it was I guess it was excuse me, it was eight minutes uh, that he actually played. You know, two turnovers in eight minutes, not a good ratio. So I think you're, I think right now it's just about rhythm and about finding his rhythm. And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a little time at the start of a season for somebody to really find the rhythm. And that may be where Jerome is right now. Did we see Archie use the bench a little bit on Christian 
today as a, a bit of a welcome to high level college basketball and you can't come in and chuck long twos and, 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 and think you're just going to get your minutes in, in, in this level. Maybe a little bit. Um, you know, one of his shots was definitely really quick in a possession. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he got the ball, he was open and he shot it and they really hadn't probed the defense. They hadn't threatened the defense. They really hadn't moved the ball. It was just a guy catching it and boom, he fires it up. And a little bit of that is when you are absolutely the man on your high school team and yeah. your high school team is absolutely dependent upon you to get every point you possibly can. Sometimes that's your mentality because you know, Hey, I got to go get as many points as I can. And anytime I got a window to score, you take that window. And sometimes we're really talented guys who are coming off that situation it takes a little bit of adjustment to the thinking of okay the first time i'm open might not be the best shot we get this possession and so i think that's a little bit of what you're seeing uh with christian right now again what what, what did he come in i think he came in he took three shots in nine minutes uh, so that's you know shot every shot every three minutes it's well, quite a lot for a freshman you know you're, you're not exactly looking for that I think he took two shots in two minutes. I mean, yeah, like yeah. He, he, he came put in up fire and a long two quickly. He's not afraid, which is great, but he does have to learn. He's not necessarily the best player on the floor. And while in high school, the team that he was on only had a chance of winning if he made a ton of shots. That's Perfect. not the case anymore. And he's going right. to have to learn how to let the game come to him and still attack it. And that's got to be that's got to be a real balance for him. And without, you know, a full summer, he didn't have a full summer of working out. He right. didn't have exhibition games. Like, he's going to have to be learning on the fly. And I still think for this team to come anywhere near its potential, it is going to have to become a Christian Lander heavy team. I don't know about Christian Lander heavy. I think that's going a little far. You're going to need Christian to be good. That, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need him to be really good at what he does best. And you want him in attack mode. Attack is good. You, you, the confidence is great. You know, you, you got it to play power five level basketball. You got to walk out there like a cocky SOB and feel like you're, you're, you're better than the other guys. You need that confidence. It's a mandatory part of the puzzle. And he has that. So you, you don't want to take away his confidence, but you do want him to understand that being in attack mode doesn't necessarily mean you have to take your first available shot. You have to probe the defense. You have to threaten the defense. Maybe there's, some, you know, a ball reversal, uh, you know, an, an inside out, um, you know, some of that high-low stuff we saw, and it wasn't even true high-low. Some of it was east-west, not just north-south. With Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson was really good. You know, IU's interior passing to start the season has been good. That's Trace Jackson Davis wasn't well, wasn't good offensively today, but two games he's passed the ball really well for a big man. Agreed. You know, he's found guys. His passing's been good. So, again, that, that's part of the process of a really talented player who has been heavily relied upon offensively to come in and understand attack mode isn't necessarily me getting my shot as soon as I can. It's us as a team finding the best shot this possession. Well, and I think we're, we've all been encouraged in the first two games of the movement on the offense, but because it's not as sexy and glamorous to talk about, uh, can you tell us just a little bit of what you were encouraged by on the defensive end today? Well, I mean, I think the, the thing you start with is they, they really held David Duke um, completely in check. Now, David Duke's a really talented player. They held him to three for 12 shooting, one for five from three. He never really was like the main 
uh, guy who is getting things going for Providence. Uh, David Duke has three assists against four turnovers. I thought that was really, really good uh, for IU from a defensive standpoint. Um, and the other thing was uh, the boards were a big concern for IU, and IU won the rebounding battle 42 to 33. That, that's, that's really good. Um, so uh, ho- ho- hopefully everything's okay with Eric and his watch back there. Uh, the but, phone was ringing, so I had to knock it off so that we would not be interrupted from the sage <laughs> advice of, of Jeff Rabjohn. Oh, I thought you were saying Sage Steele was calling. Oh, well, no. If Sage Steele was calling, we would bump Rabby as quickly <laughs> as of you course. would reasonable Rabby. <laughs> I, I, I would bump you. If Sage, Steele call, if Sage Steele calls me right now, I'm hitting pause with you guys and talking to Sage. Did you know that? <laughs> I mean, she's, she's Sage Steele. Come on. Did you hear that Bill Walton said today that Sage Steele makes life worth living for fighting, fighting for, for i believe that's what i heard worth, yeah i think he said the future worth fighting for something like that yes I, I didn't know exactly i mean i love stage she's awesome but i didn't know exactly what that meant anyway that's because you weren't tripping balls like walt yeah exactly you weren't <laughs> hopped up on goofballs <laughs> I, 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 he is uh I mean, he, Bill Walton's Bill Walton. You talk about the ability to go on esoteric rants that aren't even tangentially connected to what we're watching. Um, that, that's a five-star ability he has. I mean, you know, some people like it. Some people find it entertaining. Some people absolutely despise it, think it's silly. Uh, whatever. Everybody has their own opinion. But, but yeah, I, I totally get lost sometimes when Bill's talking. I'm like, I'm watching a basketball game. I have some idea what's going on in the game, I hope. I have no idea what Walton's talking about. No <laughs> idea. Let's just end on this, Rabbi. That was a really fun game to watch. Both sides of the ball, movement, the team seemed connected, the emotion that was shown on the court a few times. Trey showed some emotion, diving on the floor, guys saving the ball, guys uh, making each other laugh and smile in the middle of the game. Like this seemed like the manifestation of what we heard about in the offseason that this is a group of guys that genuinely likes each other. Yeah, I think I think you saw a lot of everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. I think there was a lot of that was on display uh, in Indiana's game against uh, against Providence, and I think that's going to be something that is a key part of the puzzle for Indiana this whole season. Um, you got a lot of guys who like playing with each other. You got a lot of guys who are all about you know it's about Indiana winning games. You know, you talk to Rich Thompson, he'll tell you that. You talk to Joey Brunk, he'll tell you that. Same thing from Rob Fennessy, same thing from Christian Lander, up and down. You know, certainly, you know, the young guys who came in, there's not a single guy there who's about, oh, I got to get mine. It's about Indiana needs to win games. And I think you finally have a roster for whom that is true for everybody in uniform, everybody in uniform. And I think that's, that's a key piece of the puzzle for Indiana this season. Well, Rabbi, it's a team sport, just like the team at Peaks.com. And this being our two-year anniversary extravaganza, there's nobody who's been more instrumental to this team and supportive of this team and participatory with this team than you. And we're so glad that you were able to join us on this special day because we would not be here without you, my man. You're very kind. You're way too kind. I got to make you guys my new agents. That's just, that's just what I got to do. <laughs> but I appreciate it. it it's fun. You, you, guys, you guys are beyond entertaining. You see it on the board. You hear it on the board. But uh, I, I want you to hear it from me. You guys have brought a ton of entertainment and enjoyment to, to, to the Peas.com crew. And everybody in the community uh, agrees. I get so many 
uh, DMs and emails and stuff like that. People are like, man, those two guys are hilarious. That's awesome. You know, so you guys have really brought a lot and it's really appreciated and a joy. I have a good time. When they text you and DM you, do they say that one of us is funnier than the other? I mean, everybody likes Ward. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody knows he's, he's, he's talented and, you know, smart, good looking, intelligent. You know, I mean, I, every once in a while, somebody says something about the other guy with the beard. I mean, I'm <laughs> guessing they're talking about Eric, but you know, when you, when you say the other guy with the beard, yeah, I'm making assumptions on who they're talking about. No. Yeah, they, they love both of you, man. They that, love both that, of you. It's safe to say that's not how I thought that answer would go. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Randy, I just love, I love messing with you. It's very entertaining. Yeah. It always entertains me. Well, what Ward said about you, Ravi, is absolutely true. We love that we are part of your community. Uh, you have been nothing but supportive. You have helped connect us with people for various interviews, and you are the last guest on our two-year anniversary extravaganza. We could not think of a better way to end this episode. And it's only a short 48 hours before our next Reasonable Rabby episode on Thursday. And there we're not we going to be nearly as kind on that one. <laughs> Sounds good. You, you guys, I can't believe it's been two years already. It just, it's flown by. It's yes, flown it by. And it's been a really good time. All right. Well, we are in person watching this game together and doing this episode together, which has been very rare for us to do over the last seven months to do an episode together, which means that we will be totally in sync when I say follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I, but, but the, the sometimes, sometimes why. Yes, that's in sync. That's so much better. That feels so good. Uh, we've got a big interview next week that we will uh, reveal in the coming days. Here's a hint. He's a legend. Listen, by the time we talk to you next time, we're going to be celebrating a Maui Invitational victory, a tournament victory. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. See you next week. I said see you next week again. Talk to you next week. <laughs> From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Archie and his boys, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.